my god, that was unnaturally loud in my headphones <laughs> that oh, time. Okay, it sounded regular over here, but... I don't know what happened, but it was real loud. It scared me. I jumped in my seat. Anyways, Pixel Response Podcast, I am Paul, and with me is Nathan. Hey! I don't think we even need to intro like It's April 22nd, 2014. And you're listening to... The Pixel Paul Response Podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm still sick. All sorts of stuff. Yeah, you you sound a little kind of like cold or something. You got coughing. I have a, lot. a cold. Yep. So oh, okay. whatever throat cancer I had before has actually manifested itself into just the common cold, and it's more annoying. Like it's mm. not as scary because I know what it is, <clears throat> but I have to keep clearing my throat and sniffling and all that stuff while I am at work. So. My life is hell right now. I guess I wish I had gone back to whatever I had before where it just felt really tight and, like, I might die. But and you had to drink water and kind of... But it know. was just a mild annoyance. This is just really annoying. So mm. I don't know which is the least of the two evils here. But, yeah, anyways, I'm sick. Did so, you get any of those swollen lymph nodes I was talking about? <clears throat> I don't think so. Okay. that That was the weirdest symptom I had that was just like, I don't like this. This is weird. I don't, there's lumps. What's that about? Am I going to die? And I was just you like, sound oh, weird and quiet right now. Like, I, like what? You're, whispering, you're whispering in the mic a little bit. Oh, I'm holding it right next to my face and talking. Is this just a thing you're doing now then? Yeah, I just kind of like it. It makes me <clears> feel like, um, uh, you know, I, I, I have a, a prop to kind of keep me focused on the You have like a radio voice. You're like, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Biggest Response Podcast. I'm Nathan. That's like, you. I, I should really have invested in a pop screen already, but um, that's that's yeah. next. That's the next step. Sure. And then, you know, I'll get kind of a, I'm trying to think, a, like a proper mic stand. I found my rock band <clears> mic <throat> stand, but it doesn't That'll fit. That'll work. It doesn't oh, fit. Oh, right, because you don't have a standard XLR mic. Yeah. So. It's, it, is it XLR? I think it is. I'm sorry. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, kind of disappointing. I was, I was initially excited because I was like, oh, I still have this. And I was like, oh. This isn't going to work. I'll have to mm. buy more kit. I have to go to a music store or something. Maybe that's why I like when I walk by music stores, I like look in them and think for a second and then just go, no, I don't know what I'm talking about. And then I walk away. But what do you mean? Audio you don't stuff. know what you're talking about. Well, like, I don't know what I need there. I, I don't play instruments. And like my brain right. kind of auto corrects. And then I'm just like, well, I guess I'll just go to the food court or something. Like, I just don't realize that there are audio things in there that I could use. Just not mm. for, you know, singing songs. I'm not a minstrel, but I sure. am an orator of some some. They manner, actually right? have stuff in most music stores now that are, like, podcasting stuff, which is weird. All right. Well, it's a new <clears> audio <throat> trend, right? That's, I that's guess so. what the kids are doing. And we're, But they have those, those like, kids. little mics that you plug into, like, your iPhone, and then, like, you can do a podcast with your iPhone now, and you're just like, no, you can't. This thing's made of plastic. Yeah, the iMic or whatever. We we sold those at the bookstore I used to work at. Oh, so you know which one I'm talking about then. Yeah. Um, I looked into one. Like, they looked cool, but then when you see them up close, they are plastic. Oh, the actual mic itself is plastic? Yeah. It's not metallic? Oh, okay. Yeah. That is kind of lame. So, but, um, yeah. Podcasting stuff. Podcasting stuff. Uh, media, though, that's kind of what we generally seem to focus on. But I guess we just talk about life mm-hmm. events if you want. Uh, I went to Lethbridge. Yay. Yeah. People <laughs> hate that city sometimes. Well, it's windy. It is really windy. <laughs> that is true. 
there was there was it's some the Chicago of Alberta, maybe of Canada, maybe. Um, there's like a big valley that seems to pick up some velocity in there and comes right out and hits you in the face. Um, yeah. But that didn't seem to matter in like bookstores or you know, the oh bowling sure, alley, local. But that's like when you go down to like California and it's like a heat wave. It doesn't matter in like bookstores. Because, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or bowling so like alleys. no matter where you go, bookstores are immune to whatever's outside. Okay, I like okay. Really, the content of the story I'm about to tell is probably, like, the most boring thing in the world, but I can't emphasize enough how awestruck I was by the the following. I was in this bookstore, Echo Books in Lethbridge, and it's it's this great kind of just, like, super messy bookstore where, like, nothing's organized exactly in a logical way. So everything you find feels like a treasure you unearthed or something. Like one of those basement bookstores where you go like down the stairs and it's all dusty and it smells like old mildewy books and stuff. And there's just literally stacks of books around. It's like, Hey, there's a pile here. You can pay a dollar and take one. And it's just like, I never even heard of this book. I'm going to buy this book. And like, you know, it's, it's fun. Um, there is a room in that, that store where like deep in the store, it just keeps going for quite a while. Then you just turn to this room, and it was, like, immediate, like, step through the door frame. It goes from kind of, you know, the vague kind of ambient noise of the city or whatever. Like, you can kind of vaguely hear the store noise and whatever. You step in this room, and it's just a silent chamber. And it was okay. just, like, this moment of just, like, I have never been so hyper aware of every sound I make. Like, this yeah. is so weird. Like, it was, like... I was breathing quieter because there was like a person sitting there reading, and it was like I was like, gonna say you realize you breathe really heavy when you're yeah. in a place without sound and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm just like you know sniffle or whatever, and you're just like, oh god, this is so loud. It was, just, it was just like this super weird sensation of just like this is the quietest room in the entire world, and no one knows. Sure, like it was like quieter than any library I've ever been in. Like it was just insane, and I was just like standing there, all, like just like being like so overwhelmed by the quiet and there's no way to really capture that like i took a video of the quiet room i don't know if it'll okay. carry okay yeah but yeah it's just it was the quietest room it was a it was super quiet room it was awesome there was no good books in there though <laughs> like i was yeah I, like that seemed kind of like the back catalog stuff of like you know here's some old stuff that hasn't moved in a while we're gonna kind of shuffle it further back into the catacombs of the store um, sure and I was kind of hoping to find uh, some Dostoevsky in there because, you know, that's old literature. Just some maybe Crime and in Punishment this. in there. Yeah, I ended up buying Crime and Punishment, but those are hot okay. titles. Turns out, like, that was uh, up at the front. It was like, oh, we just got this in. Here you go. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, because um, it's, a, it's a college and university one. I guess so. That, but I thought it on. would be so much to the point that there are just cast off, like, pa- like paperback copies everywhere. Like, everyone's mm-hmm. reading it and then turning it in. But maybe people read it and go, ah, it's kind of cool. I'm going to put this mm-hmm. on my shelf. Feel maybe. cool about it. I have a copy of it, and I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Like, so. I, I thought it would be really prevalent, so I was kind of expecting to find it. But, yeah, there there was some Tolstoy back there, I think. So, mm-hmm. other stuff of that era and ilk, but not that. Anyway, uh, bookstore stuff. Uh, bowling. I went bowling. Kind of screwed up my leg. Because I don't know how to do the kind of swoop down toward... You don't know how to bowl? Not really. You like, have to be the only person in the world that doesn't know how to roll a ball. Well, like, 
I can roll a ball, but it's like, no, there's like this whole thing that real bowlers do. Like they got the shoes and then they kind of slide down. It's like curling, sure. but with a ball. Kind I of. Was tr- yeah. I was trying to pull some of that off and it w- it went terribly. You and like, it was yourself. weird. I went one and a, like one and three quarter games was just kind of really intermittent, like really kind of generally bad bowling. And then yeah. right at the end. I just, like, got a turkey, like, just three strikes in a row, last frame, last game. It was just like, oh, I'm going to try this, and it just worked every time. It was kind of like, like, I didn't bend down anymore. It was just like, stop right at the line and just kind of release weird, and it just kind of worked out at least three times in a row. So, I don't know. Good. Felt felt okay about that. Um, Not that I'm going to turn those into serious bowling skills. It was just a nice way to cap off that bowling experience. Yeah, maybe. You, You found your calling. (laughs) <laughs> yep five pin bowling it was five pin hmm. so yeah um but i guess also in lethbridge i watched a feature film okay Ooh. do you want to hear about it i i mean i guess that's what we do right oh okay like you don't <laughs> yeah, actually but because it's the show <clears throat> i can I, force, I honestly have no on. idea which one it is okay so. um it's called oculus and it's not about vr or anything right. it's about a okay. mirror it's about a spooky old mirror that uh, mm-hmm. causes problems. Uh, so yeah, new new horror movie that's out right now. Um, I think it's one of those ones that's like marketed from the producer of Paranormal Activity and Insidious. Okay, were the names of other films on the poster? Uh, Brittany confirms that is that is who was kind of touted. Um, okay. Karen Gillan of uh, Doctor Who fame is in it, so that was kind of a thing <clears throat> of like, oh, I know who this is, and now she's in a movie. Okay, um, so that's okay. Um, I'm trying to think how I can like can express what I felt about it without kind of just getting into all the stuff that happens. But whatever, there's a mirror. It is cursed. Stuff seems to die around it in weird, horrible ways. Right. Um, it has been around for four centuries and like dozens of deaths and like weird stuff is centered around it. And the movie starts with uh, this this dude getting out of a mental hospital. He's finally been able to kind of deal with this messed up thing that happened in his childhood. Uh, his sister picks him up and is like, oh, yeah, you dealt with that thing. Whatever. We're going to actually go deal with the thing because the thing is a mirror and it's real and you're not actually crazy because it is cursed. And he's just like, no, 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 stop it. I just dealt with all this. And she's like, nope, we're going to deal with an evil mirror. And so there's like a little bit of debate early in the movie of like, is the mirror actually cursed or was there just this tragic thing in their pasts that made them crazy? And like right. we're not really sure if our char- the characters are unreliable narrators kind of thing, and like it's just a mirror. But okay, they're they, like pretty early in the movie though. They kind of throw away that notion and be like, "No, the mirror's fucked up, man. Like the mirror's evil. Like there's no way- two ways about it. Evil shit." Oh, that's kind of lame though. Where yeah, like, no, like, just evil. Like there was kind of a cool angle I thought they could kind of play with the audience of just kind of like, well, do you believe in the supernatural or not? Like, do you believe they were just crazy weirdos or do you think the mirror was evil? Uh, they kind of just acknowledge that and then just be like, no, evil mirror. Um, so dumb. Okay. Yeah. Like the thing I found most kind of cool about the movie was just like it's a really economic use of space for a horror movie because it's just like a house with the mirror and the thing that happened in their childhoods also took place in that house. So they're just kind of intercutting between other scenes. Like it's just like from a shooting perspective, that is like a genius 
screenplay of just like everything takes place in this one house like it's it was weird like panic room was also on at the hotel and that's like almost the same thing of just like it takes place in a house but it's still entertaining so that's mm-hmm. fine like you don't really hate it for that Resident um, Evil takes place in a house res- well and then they go into like the weird catacombs thing but that's fine but it's part of the house you're yeah Resident Evil's I, like, not a kinda, bad movie. Like that was they, also on. I saw they kind of break the rules with the Resident Evil house, where it's actually a lab, a, the catacombs, and like a guardhouse and right. other dumb. Like shit, it's actually just a giant complex. It's actually a city <laughs> that looks like a house, but yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the thing that kind of started undoing Oculus for me, like it was pretty entertaining for like the first forty-five minutes. Like good setup, kind of the premise was going okay. The characters were okay. But at some point, it just kind of keeps jumping back and forth to, like, the thing that happened before, the thing that's happening now, the thing that happened before. And the mirror kind of just messes with the character's perception of what's going on. Like, so it's just kind of like they are accidentally hurting themselves or they're accidentally putting themselves in danger because the mirror is kind of making them think they're safe or not or whatever. But at some point, the effect that had on me and the audience was just like, I never trust anything that the movie is showing me because it's probably all not happening. So when yeah. something does happen, it's no longer like a jumpy, scary situation. It's just like, oh, was that one real? Oh, no, it wasn't. Okay. Was that one real? Mm. No, it wasn't. Was that was that one even? No. Oh, that one was real. Okay. I guess <clears> the movie's <throat> over. Like It's just like, it just kind of wore out its like thing at the end of it. It was almost like a boy who cried wolf kind of thing of just like... You know, you can't just keep lying to me visually for, like, a hundred minutes without it impacting its effectiveness over the course of it. So I was just kind of, like, shrug, leave the theater at the end kind of thing, Um, which is kind of too bad, but... Some diminishing returns on that shit? Absolutely. Like, it was like right away, (laughs) and then just kind of starts dissipating over the course of it. So I don't know that I'd exactly recommend it, but... uh... Some solid Fun ideas out, in there. Yeah, it, it was okay. Like I didn't feel it's a bad horror about movie. It. Sure, it, it's yeah. a horror movie. Um, I guess there's a short film that kind of kicked off this thing that the same guy worked on that has one of the same characters in it. So okay, yeah. Like, I mean, apparently he has like a whole bunch of stories planned mm-hmm. out centered around this mirror. So if it takes off, it might we might get more mirror movies. I don't know how they'd keep that fresh and interesting, but yeah. Like, it's like, I don't know, it's self-inflicted like injuries, so it's kind of cringy in this weird way. Like, I guess it's an early example in the movie. There's a bit where a guy is kind of, like, mangling one of his own fingers and doesn't realize it. So it's like, you get that kind of like, oh, God, no, like, in the audience of just, like, don't cut up your fingernail, bro. That's gross. But he doesn't know. So Event Horizon. Does that happen in that? That is all that movie is. Everything Sam Neill oh. does to himself because he sees weird Right, things. right, right. Like the, the ship kind of, you know... He poked his own people. eyes out with his yeah. thumbs. Yeah, but a little less overt, like, moment of hurting yourself kind of thing. It is okay. just subtly distorting mm-hmm. where you think you are. It's almost kind of like a dreamlike thing where you think you're... You know, like that kind of phase in sleep where you're like forget where you are yeah it's just like oh i thought i was there like I, like you're dreaming about your childhood house and then you wake up and you're in your new house and you're just like ah what's what 
Like, yeah. there's a lot of that where there are people who, like, they think they were just outside, but in fact, they just kind of sat down in front of the mirror or something. Like, so the audience gets both of just like, that's kind of weird what that person is actually doing, but in their mindscape, they're doing something else. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, some inventive stuff, but uh, it didn't, like, ramp up. It just kind of petered out slowly over the course of it. Okay. But, yeah, movies. Mm. Um,. And yeah, a bunch of hotel TV, which that's always special stuff. Just movies that you don't get to choose whether like what you're watching. It's just on, and you're just like, yeah, yeah I'll watch Ghost Rider. Sure, I'm watching Ghost Rider. And then I watched all of Ghost Rider. <laughs> it was just on. Um, yeah, Panic Room, Hollow Man. Which yeah, that that movie's pretty good. It's pretty. It's good. something, all right. Entertaining. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's it's just kind of an inventive slasher movie with a big budget, but yep. that's kind of crazy that anyone was able to con someone into doing that. But uh yeah, I don't know. That was more entertaining than I remember. Josh Brolin kind of battling invisible Kevin Bacon in like explosion filled elevator shafts. Oh shit, but, that was Brolin? Yeah. Crazy. Josh Brolin. Okay. Um hmm. Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, I don't know. I was I was entertained by that. And then I guess basically like my shopping expedition the next day was to kind of pick up dumb entertaining movies in that vein. So I picked up Deep Blue Sea, okay. uh, Identity, which was one of my most reliable <laughs> yeah. films that you can just go back to. Like you know all the mystery, but yeah. for some reason it's still entertaining to watch it play out like every time. It's it's weird. I've watched that movie like four times and it doesn't necessarily deserve it, but I have it now, so now I can watch it infinite times. Uh, and one I've never seen, but I've been curious about since I was like a teenager, uh, 13th Floor. Uh-huh. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Like, it just, it came out in like that late 90s, like cyber thriller kind of time. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know what this is, but there's like this weird kind of dot, like, what what's it? Kind of that grid looking graphics. What do you call that? Battle tanks or whatever sure yeah i don't know like tempest vectors. vector graphics yeah like yeah. there's just this vector graphic mountain stuff on it and it's just like do they go into weird cyber place i, I don't know 13th floor of this building has magic computers i i, I want to watch it so yeah those <clears> were <throat> things i acquired in my magical time in uh lethbridge alberta so for easter yes this was all easter related the day of rabbits and chocolate Yes, that is what it's all about now. Um, mm. Did you do anything for Easter? No. Okay. <laughs> Why would I? I don't know, just chocolate or something. Just like, hey, I bought... I well, I mean, chocolate. that happened, but I didn't actively seek it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I guess we were just out, so going out to dinner is just the thing you do because there isn't a kitchen in the hotel kind of thing, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there were some good meals had. I had, a, I had another steak. It wasn't blue rare, though. It was just regular rare. So. Oh, you missed out. Yeah. I, I think I should insist on blue rare from now on. It kind of creeps people out that, that I'm eating. Why? Like, I don't know. They're just like, that's probably dangerous. And it's like, it's not. It's dangerously delicious. It, it's yeah. really good. It's dangerous that I love it so much. Yeah. Like, I might get too greedy <clears throat> eating it and then choke on it or something. Like, that could happen. Yeah. But I'm going to chew carefully. and just Or I might savor. start looking at people. Like they're giant blue rare steaks, mm. like Hannibal. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's how it starts. Yeah, that show is pretty good. I, I I'm confident in saying season two is better 
and it's actually becoming a really quite fantastic show. I hope it gets renewed. But yeah, I just have to put a little plug in there to any of our listeners. Like, uh, go watch that show. Um, legally go watch it. So that NBC goes, oh, people care. And then there you go. Then I'll get season three. Go do it. Hmm. Community also. But yeah, that's but I less think, so. I think it's safe right now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, season five ended. We watched the uh, finale and stuff today. It's pretty good. It was a good season. I don't know. Have you been watching it again or no? No. You can just skip season four. It's okay. No one's. I gonna... probably will. Yeah, just but skip it. it. Just pretend it never happened. And yeah, it's it. that's the way to go. Because yeah, it just picks up totally smoothly with just kind of the same kind of good antics you remember um, are back and really good. So that's what people tell me. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe. 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 What have you been doing, though, media-wise? Has there been time for stuff? or Not really. I mean, I've been watching South Park at work. Oh, okay. That's a that's a cool show. I guess, like, I'm on season 11 now. Is that the Guitar Hero season? Yes, it is. Okay. I remember that episode anyway. Yeah. What are some other highlights? Do you remember? Um, From season 11 specifically? I guess, yeah, just to kind of <clears throat> orient myself a bit. In the timeline. Um, where Randy becomes a nigger guy because he said nigger on national TV. Okay. So, like, I... Michael Richards is there and blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. controversy. Yeah. Um, when Cartman pretends he has Tourette's and actually, like, develops Tourette's because he turned off the filter of, like, so he just starts blurting stuff out. Mm, okay that's pretty good uh imagination land it's like yeah a quarter okay. of that whole season that was the big one that trilogy or whatever that was, that yep. was some cool episodes yeah so yeah that's i mean those that's those but i've been kind of working backwards too like on my thumb drive i have seasons 11 to 15 and um i've been watching 11 like with people at work yeah, but like when I'm doing stuff on my own at work, I go from 15 backwards. Oh, okay. So then like I'm not watching the same shit over and over again. Mhm. So and you'll meet um, in the middle kind of with the other yeah. watching. So okay. I mean, I technically watched most of season 15 and season 11 so far this last week, I guess. Okay. And uh in season 15, there is an episode called You're Getting Old. And the basic premise behind it is Stan turned 10. And okay. as he's getting older, things are literally looking and sounding like shit. Like, it's sounding like the music he liked before sounds like somebody taking a shit. And, um, like, like okay. the movies and stuff metaphor. he liked before. Yeah. Like, yeah. it all looks like shit and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And this this got me thinking about us. Yeah, our kind of weird, bitter, nostalgia campaign that has started to happen. So, I I don't know how legal this is, but I pulled some clips. Okay. I mean, you know, 30-second audio clips or these, like, five-minute bits? No, no. They're about 30 (laughs) seconds. Okay. So, here's the... Sorry. iTunes sampling law, that, that, that to me says it's totally legal. Right. But, yeah, they go to 90 seconds now, so I think we're fine. Okay, this is... You brought a clip. I brought three. Okay. 
clip. So uh, here's the first one. one. Oh dear. I think I know what this is. You see, Stan, as you get older, things that you used to like start looking and sounding like shit. And things that seemed shitty as a child don't seem as shitty. With you, somehow the wires have gotten crossed and everything looks and sounds like shit to you. It's a condition called being a cynical asshole. Oh no. Yes. And there's no known cure, I'm afraid. Everything just seems shitty and everyone starts to seem shitty and everything they say just starts to... So, yeah. <laughs> Who is it that's explaining that to him? His doctor. He's wondering why everything, why he sees shit everywhere. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. That sounds like a solid conceit. I don't know. I should it's probably pretty, watch that. It's pretty Life good. I, we'll go to the next clip here now. All right. Hey, guys. Hey, Stan. What did the doctor say? He said I have cynicism. What's that? Something you can get when you get older, but it's stupid. I'm not cynical. All the doctor wants is a paycheck. I went to him for help, and he just stood there spouting a bunch of shit. Oh, well, come on. We're playing L.A. Noir. Ah, uh, that shitty game. Who plays video games to listen to a bunch of characters talk and press the X button? Oh, ask him about the murder now, Cal. Yeah, we got him. How can people say this game is cool? It doesn't even matter what choices you make. <laughs> We're going to level up to detective. That's such a shitty device to keep people playing. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, it's a weirdly specific call out. Yeah, but they're playing okay. L.A. Noir. It's probably the game that came out at the time. It's weird. It's like I I played L.A. Noir then and then tried replaying it. And yeah. you think the exact same thing? <laughs> kind of. You? Well, because like I've been down the path already, so I know the choice isn't mine. Because I'm trying to make the other one, and it's like, oh, never mind. Then this is all just the same thing. Right. Like, yeah, it pulls you through one time through that story, but then doing it again, you're just like, I know where this is going. Like, this is not really worth the trip this time. I'll probably just drive around L.A. one day, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's the last clip. It's very short. That is pretty good. How can you say that looks good? Shh, you're doing it again. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so huh. that lead me to pull this for future uses. How can people say this game is cool? It doesn't even matter what choices you make. There's that, okay. yep. but more importantly, it's a condition called being a cynical asshole. There we go. Okay. So, yeah. Great. Yeah, that You've was a, labeled. I was laughing pretty, pretty hard at that episode. It, it struck with me. It was mm-hmm. good. Sound, but, sound. um, hey, speaking of South Park. Yeah. I finally finished that, uh, video game. The Stick oh, of yeah. Truth. They did a video game. Yeah, it was a one of a, the higher selling titles from last month. It it did pretty good. I finally got around. One of to the it. better games of the year, probably so far. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. It was definitely easy to kind of jump in there and enjoy. It keeps it you and... interested enough to keep going, which is nice. Nice change for an RPG, anyway. Yeah, those can get kind of long winded. This seemed pretty tight in comparison. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's like you you played all, all of it, right? Like, are the side yep. quests worth reinvestigating? Like. I finished Man Bear Pig, or at least I'm kind of on the last part of it. You're fighting him then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he keeps um, killing you? Well, I just, I died the one time, and then, like, the whole thing was, like, I didn't want to play it while Brittany was around because she wants to play it. So kind of a spoilers okay. thing, right? So it was like, I had okay. trouble with him. Oh, I mean, maybe we should say spoilers might come out now. It's been, like, what, a month? It's been about a month, but... I mean, that's a side quest, so it's not even, like, core to the whole story, but... 
No, I just mean in general, though. Oh, you want to just kind of talk about the whole thing? Well, openly. Like, we can talk about stuff. I just don't want to be beholden to, like, oh, we got to not spoil stuff. If people were actually excited about it, they would have played it by now. I guess so, yeah. I mean, even though I kind of freeloaded off your copy, like, I right. still wanted to play it pretty actively, so... I guess... There's, like, Let's Plays and other people talking about it for a while now, so... Yeah, it's I guess probably it's... Fine. And, and it, whatever, like, in in the true, like, good story way, it's it was fun to see it play out. Like, I don't know if any one piece of knowledge would have made me go, oh, never mind, is that how it ends? I don't want to play it. Like, it's, it's, a, it's South Park starring you... Like, if that sounds cool, you should play it no matter what we say here. Like, that's not going to ruin this, the experience. And if it um, does sound cool, you should probably not tune in for the next maybe five to ten minutes. I guess so, sure. Like, if it's like, oh, no, dude, like, I I am playing it right now, actually. Like, it's like, okay, well, yeah, then stop. Like, don't don't listen. Um, I am playing it while listening to you. Yeah, that was my whole thing. I was, I was yeah. like, just grinding a bit. If you're grinding, though, don't do that. That's weird. You don't really have to grind in that game, I found, though. No, not at all. Yeah, um, which is nice. I guess, okay, whatever. Let's just jump right to the end. Final boss battle. Um, it's so good. It, it's it, so what, good. There was, like, there was the nice surprise of, hey, Chef's back. That was cool. Like, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, weird. That Okay. I was done. wondering if they were going to do anything with Chef. Yeah, and then they and do they in kind of a big way. Um, th- okay, in the final stuff, though, with Zombie Kenny... Yeah, uh, there's kind of this thing where you're supposed to kind of go through all of your uh, buddies, and they yeah. get to kind of really pitch in and do something special. I well, like they, Kenny. Okay, so like for anybody listening who ha- doesn't want to play it, Kenny basically will do a bunch of normal attacks, but then he'll do kind of like a super attack that De- destroys your ability with. to heal. Well, the buddy you're with will be able to, like, if you time it right, he'll be able to negate the damage completely, but they'll get tired and they'll run off sort of thing and watch the rest Mm -hmm. of the fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what we're talking about with the switching. Right, like your buddy character will kind of switch out to be just kind of in the cheering squad, and Cartman's there by default because he doesn't want to help you. (laughs) Like, he's just kind of being an asshole. Yeah. Um, Which is his way. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I, I kept screwing up the button mashing. And I just felt so dumb because it was just like, <laughs> do the thing. And I was like, okay, well, which button's going to Oh, it's Y? Fuck. And then it's just like, oh, I only tapped it like six times and then it doesn't work. And they kind of just keep you going because Kenny just keeps regenerating. So it's okay. Like you can kind of see yeah. those play out. However, one, I didn't get to see play out because like it's just, they just kind of go to cutscene and it's like the final stage of the battle. Um, and it was Butters with the Grim Reaper. Yeah. And I just felt so dumb because I was like, I want to see what happened, and I didn't mash good enough, and now I, I don't know, like, that was the end battle, like, it saved and everything, <laughs> like, I just, I fucked up, so I need to find video of that fight or something. It's pretty good, that's the zombie Nazi death, right? Like, death, and the yeah. butter is, is like... Death is a servant of chaos. Yeah, and, like, yeah. that started to happen, and then I, I had to mash Y. And oh, I no. didn't do it, and then I just figured it would loop me back into the battle, but I guess that one, they're just like, ah, it's the end of the battle, whatever, and they just kind of have you do, like, the final fart or whatever, and I was like, oh, no. Oh. So did you see the, like, all of them then, besides that one? Uh, Yeah, like, that was the, he was the last kind of partner I had in there. Okay, so J- yeah. Jimmy did one, Kenny... Um, Jimmy is the Pied Piper for rats. Yeah. 
Um, Stan? Did he Stan, have one or was he yeah, there? Yeah, with the zombie unicorn army or whatever, Sparky comes out and chases it away or something like that. His dog. Oh, weird. No, I guess I fucked up. I didn't see that. And um, Kyle kicks the baby. Kyle kicks Ike. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, and, oh, all the Canada stuff was pretty cool. I hadn't seen mm-hmm. that before, so, like, the kind of weird... It got annoying, Canada. though. I got annoyed with just, like, that style of moving around the map and stuff and then, like, talking to everybody. Kind of, but it was kind of different, like, late It was game. very different. Shake, very, very... Shake up, so that was mm-hmm. kind of fun. Their weird characterization of Canada, like, that Banff is specifically called out. I love it. To me. It's so good. Yeah. Um, and Alberta pedophiles... I was just like, okay, like, what? Is that uh, our reputation? I mean, accurate. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. There, there was some kind of goofy stuff there, obviously. Like, the whole royal thing. Like, there's total mischaracterization of how government works up here. It's so good, Yeah, there's though. a queen, prince and, you know, prince and princess. And they're, they're the leaders. And it's like, that's not, what, what, okay. Okay. I'll go with this. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was, it was a fun kind of final chapters of that game and yeah overall totally totally enjoyable game and it's kind of it's kind of great to me that that game like it just looks perfect like so it's like kind of already i can say it's probably a timeless game like 10 years from now you could play it and it's like well it looks like south park like it just looks exactly like south park looks so whatever like maybe looked back 10 years ago well whatever south park has looked the same like this whole time i guess unless south park radically changes its style uh, it'll it'll kind of hold up. I mean, maybe loading times will be like the one thing you'll notice of just being like, oh wow, right, loading times, weird. But were they bad? I don't remember. No, there's just there just are some. Like that's oh, yeah. all I mean. Or you know, like the fast travel system, like it just kind of loading screen and then you're back, kind of thing. Like there's just little things, but oh right, it was a map, right? Yeah, For, like... a lot of the map stuff requires. Yeah, okay. Some, yeah, or or even like you know. You can kind of go into the sewer area from the overworld map, but then there's a hard loading screen if you go down a certain ladder. Like, just little little places where loading pops up. That I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Loading is a thing we are used to now. I'm saying in 2025, right. when the 10th, 11th anniversary edition comes out or something, the 11th anniversary, because 2025 is a better number than 2024. That's the only reason I kind of... And we download that. everything on our Google Fiber at 100 megabytes a second. Right, right. And, yeah, you're playing it on a mobile device at that point, probably. It'll be on, <clears throat> oh, whatever, Google Glass 3.0. Yeah, exactly. Oculus Visor. I don't know. I don't After know Google this. buys out Facebook and then acquires Oculus? Yeah. It's like Google Glass Oculus? Sure. Who knows, what, who knows what's going to happen? Anything could happen. Like, Disney sh- just owns all of it at some point. Like, Google should buy everything on the internet because they have servers. Do you want that, though? Yeah, sure. Okay. I wouldn't mind them buying Facebook if it meant that they just killed Google Plus for it. <laughs> okay, like, instead of trying to keep that, like, lame horse going, they just buy the thing everyone has already. Right, exactly. Like, like fine, we tried to make our own social network, but fine, whatever. We'll just buy the biggest one there is. Well, you the, we could the thing it, I want them did. to do is buy Twitch and make it not terrible. server. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, Twitch is hot new trends going on. Google, maybe look into it. I mean, you bought Nest for some reason, so, you know. Well, I mean, and they bought YouTube. So it's like... That YouTube was a can- good buy, YouTube- though, in retrospect. 
No, for sure. But like YouTube doesn't do the streaming video thing very well. So you should buy the thing that does that very well, which is mm. Twitch. The only problem is they're too cheap to upgrade their servers or something. Yeah. I don't know. That's just what I think. Google should just buy that stuff and then let them use their infinite resources of internet, basically. They're, they're building even more internet infrastructure kind of stuff, so eventually it'll be way faster. I don't know what that means for the future, but it's probably pretty good. It means it's looking pretty good. Yeah, just streaming all sorts of stuff, like just nothing. Downloading Mortal Kombat on the Vita in like five seconds and playing it. Remember in the cable guy where he's yeah. talk he's basically talking about the internet? Yeah, and Mortal Kombat is a specific example. You could Just be like, playing with your friend in like Taiwan or something or in China. Vietnam. Yeah. Vietnam. It's yeah. Vietnam. But yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It was a pretty forward looking movie. Jim Carrey. Turns out he mm-hmm. was a prophet this whole time. He knew Number twenty three in stores now. Yeah. That movie. I saw it in theaters. <laughs> you oh. went to the theater for that, huh? I did. I I had an okay time, but it's not like good. But it has that kind of quality of just like dumb entertaining, of just like gross, like weird mystery, with a gimmick of just like the number twenty three is everywhere. Can't stop seeing it. And you know, the week after you watch that movie, you'll notice it everywhere too. It gets in your head, man. It's awesome. It well, maybe good. it's just me, but I didn't like it. So like at all, in just no way, shape, or form. Yeah, I got bored. And it, it was just boring to me. Hmm. Okay. But then, but then again, so yeah, yeah. Just not yeah. having fun with Jim Carrey stuff, I guess. Did you like him at some point in your life, or yeah, you never really a big fan? Okay. I can't remember the time, but Truman I think I show. St- I like that one. That's I didn't like favorites. that at the time. Okay. Revisiting it a a while back now, it was pretty good. Yeah, I like that one. Um, Did they try to do something similar with a TV show? I can't remember what the hell the name was, though. Oh, like kind of a weird meta reality show commentary show? Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they were doing that or did that. I don't know. You know what? It really doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Um... Did you ever see the Raid Redemption? Yes, I did. Okay. But not the Raid 2, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a sequel Mm -hmm. that came out, and uh, I watched it like three hours ago. Okay. Yeah. So, do you want to hear about it, or not really? Is it like the same movie, basically? No, well... No, but there's fight scenes and stuff, so you can tell it's the same kind of stuff. But okay, like I mean, it's the same characters and whatever too. Okay, but whatever. Like the first movie, I felt like its best asset was its kind of pure focus of just there are cops in a building full of bad dudes, action, and then it just there are fight scenes like and, Dread, only with fights. Yeah, not with like fast paced crazy fights and also guns in the fights and stabbing and then more punching. Like, it's just, you know, it's pretty fast-paced. Like, even going through it again, like, on Netflix, where it's just kind of like, yeah, there's talking in this part, skip, skip, skip. It's still, like, every ten minutes there's some craziness going on. Uh, The Raid 2 is two and a half hours, 
and there are like a good number of fights over the course of it but the pacing is definitely more intentionally kind of like no no we're gonna we're trying to tell you the crime story here you know we got we got it kind of you know this son who isn't happy with the way his father's running the crime family and yeah. there's this other gangster and they're kind of working on a coup and then the japanese gangs are kind of interested and there's this cop who's undercover and he was the guy from the first movie he's going undercover in the gangs and he goes to this prison and it's just like the whole time it's like this is reasonably well done like this is an okay thing this isn't why I'm here. Like, make with the punching and the kicking and the fighting. Oh, there it is. Sweet. Oh, oh, it's over already. Okay, they're setting up some more story stuff, and the guy's talking. Oh, dude, there's a car chase. It's awesome. Oh, okay, and the car chase is over, and they escaped, and now they're just kind of talking about how sad it is that he betrayed that guy. And like, I don't know. It's just like I am okay with crime movie stuff, but. Like, the best thing that Gareth Evans, the director, is good at is, like, crazy, visually crazy fight scenes. So, anytime those aren't what's happening, like, it's just kind of a little dialed back. Like, it's not as adrenaline-pumping as the first movie because it's, like, there's more lulls in it. Um, and, like, the style kind of stuff that is kind of being developed, like, it's it's pretty good, but it, all, it also kind of seems very... Like, it's... Here's the thing. I, I'm going to say Tarantino-inspired, and I know Tarantino takes stuff from other stuff, but this seems very much taken from his riff on that stuff or something. Like, just kind of assassins with weird signature weapons and just kind of, like, casual extreme violence and stuff. Like, it just kind of... There were moments that reminded me of, like, Reservoir Dogs and, like, Kill Bill stuff. And also Suda51 games? Okay. Like... No More Heroes, kind of that level of weird assassin stuff. Like, there's a dude that just used a baseball bat and baseballs, and he kills people with those. All right. And, and there's a lady who is, like, you know, wears shades, and she's blind in one eye, and she has two hammers, and she just hurts people with them. And, like, like that stuff's kind of just entertaining good old, like, martial arts movie crazy stuff. But that's, like, pretty deep into the movie where that gets kind of started up. Like, there's a lot of setup. And I don't know. Like, I, I guess overall I had a good time. Like, it was it was a pretty good movie. Like, it's a stylish crime movie. But it's harder to recommend, like, full force, like, than the first movie. Because, like, it's just like, oh, dude, like, if you want just, like, a lot of action in, like, two hours, the Raid Redemption has a lot of that. Whereas this is, like an okay amount of action in two and a half hours. Like that's a harder sell. Like that's a lot more sitting and kind of watching Indonesian dudes do their crime drama stuff. And it's, yeah, I don't know. So maybe see it. I, I don't know. Does that sound terrible or good? Like what, how do you feel about what I just said? Uh, sounds like the first movie kind of, so that's not bad. Okay. Yeah. There were there were noteworthy action sequences in it that are probably worth seeing if you're into that kind of stuff, but like I, I kinda get why this doesn't seem to be riding as much of a hype wave as the first one, which was just yeah, like this very focused every everything's happening in this one building, go and just a lot of cool stuff happens. This is more kind of drawn out and like not as you know, there's no iconic setting where this takes place it is just the streets of some city somewhere and like 
you know, some weird buildings that gangsters do business in with red carpet. Lots of red carpet? A lot of red carpet, yeah. Well, it makes sense if you're going to spill blood, so. <laughs> yeah. And I guess there were a few scenes where it's just like the logic doesn't quite, like, it's like, you know, there's a scene where a dude is just kind of stabbing these guys and then kind of talking about business with his business associate as he's doing it. And it's just like, why would those guys just kind of sit there and get stabbed? Like, why wouldn't they try to get away or fight or anything? Like, it's just like, it makes the scene weird because it's like, oh, like, how accustomed to violence are these guys? But you're just like, the whole time, I was just like, they're not, like, they're only tied, they're, their wrists are tied, they're not gagged or anything, there's no guy here with a gun. That one guy has a cane. Like, they could probably team up and, like, fuck up these dudes and get the fuck out. Like, this doesn't right. make any sense. Like, there, there's, like, a few moments where it's, like, style over logic <clears throat> of just, like, oh, isn't this weird? And it's just like, yeah, it is weird. Like, dumb weird, Gareth Evans. <laughs> Think about it. Calling him out. Yeah, maybe maybe Raid 3, if they do that, they should uh, not do stuff like that as much. Should not suck. Yeah, maybe. Jeez. Cynical. Anyway, it was... It was Yep. We're all infected. All of us. From the age of 10. That's not true at all. No, it's been a kind of more recent thing. But hey, uh, sometimes old stuff is actually pretty good. I finished Chrono Trigger. Okay. Do you want to talk about, like, you know, it's weird. I tried to talk about it on uh, Top Down. No spoilers allowed, apparently. So... Nigeria. No, we'll do spoilers, yeah. because mainly because I can't remember a lot of it, so, I mean, this is your show here. Okay. Um, Chrono Trigger is an RPG by a yeah. Squaresoft. Um, they actually teamed up with some Square Enix dudes even back then, which is kind of crazy. Uh, oh, spoiler. Rather, Enix dudes. Um, it's about time travel. Uh, there's this evil entity called Lavos that travels yeah. to planets and just kind of eats them or destroys them in some way, rains fire down on the surface and just ruins stuff. Um, yeah. So ultimately you're trying to stop that from happening and you're kind of meeting different characters along the way who are also interested in not having their timeline totally fucked up by this evil monster. Um, well, I mean, it has happened in these timelines or whatever, so you're trying to make it not happen. I don't know. Parallel universe is kind of... Right. like... Jumping is... to different time periods and kind of, yeah, things echoing the events in other timelines. And, like, uh, you know, relatives of later timelines that you meet yeah. and stuff. Like, it's kind of cool. There's, like, really early in the game, there's, like, basically the Back to the Future dilemma of, like, oh, wait, your friend, she won't exist unless you do this because her parents won't, you know, like, her mom's going to die in this timeline and then she'll be done. And you're just like, oh, geez. Right. So she fades out of existence and then you have to go to this dungeon and rescue her mom um that's yeah that's pretty early stuff but i don't know cool cast characters um i was maybe hoping that magus had a little more kind of dialogue and stuff once he joins you guys i don't know if you remember like he's kind of just this brooding badass kind of dude when he joins your team and it's like i don't know there was there was specifically one moment where you go to this area in 12,000 bc and the cat he had as a kid will start following you around if you have Magus in your group. Yeah. And I kind of wanted there to be a heartwarming scene where Magus is like, oh. oh no, I man. don't think, I think he lost his soul. It's my little buddy. 
He just doesn't care. I got sucked through that time portal, and here's my cat. This is amazing. And just... He's all business. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was maybe hoping Magus kind of shared some thoughts a little more. <laughs> like, there's, there's scenes with, like, the whole group, and, like, they're all kind of, like, talking about how they've grown together and all this stuff or, like, what they need to do. And then Magus will just kind of, like, shrug or something. You're just like, what? Come on, man. Like, lighten up. Wasn't that bad what happened to you? Jeez. Yeah. Like, your sister. Yeah, well, I guess he's looking for his lost sister, right? Like, that's kind of the way the game ended for me. Um, yeah. I think I got... Shala or whatever? Yeah. Shala? Shala. She was kind of yeah. a sorceress. Um, I think I got the ending that is considered, like, the like the true ending of the SNES version, but I guess there's a sadder DS version that has, okay. like... Uh, well, I guess they... According to John, there's an ending that ties more directly into Chrono Cross, which... I've never played Chrono Cross, so... Okay, I, I played it a bit on uh, on the PlayStation and stuff back then. Did you but... love it? People love it. Do they? Some people hate it too because it's not at all like Chrono Trigger. It it was it was definitely weird to me to like. I started playing it. It was just kind of going, and then I was like, "Oh man, I'm kind of stuck at this part. I'm gonna check this guide." And then I was blown away by like how weirdly like branching that game is in terms of your party. Like there are so many potential party members in that game. That it was just like, oh, okay, like I need, like I basically got lost in this strategy guide of like I couldn't find out what I was supposed to do with my three characters because there's so many characters, and I was just like, oh, this is yeah. crazy. Like this game is so horizontal in terms of like options. Who, who did you roll with? I I found like a weird voodoo doll. He was in my party, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, right. and I don't know, like the 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 main two people i don't i don't remember i remember the voodoo doll i need to play it again it's who are the main time. two chrono and who oh chrono's not in cross no okay i thought we were talking about chrono oh no i was talking about cross I... there's a weird voodoo doll in cross um in trigger i ended up fighting lavos with chrono or rather yeah. krasno that's yeah. his name uh frog and magus those are my guys okay you went um, medieval. Yeah, they they were all from like well, two of them were from that timeline. And uh but Chrono has a sword, so he's medieval too. That's how I look at it. Okay. Why not? Sure. <laughs> uh I I just kind of had attacks I was really used to and I was kind of doing okay in the Lavos fight. I basically attempted the Lavos fight before I really should have. I was like level 46, 47. Yeah. Um and I was like, "Eh, I could probably pull it off. Like whatever. There's not a lot going on anymore." Um, turns out there's this dungeon called the Black Omen, which is pretty yeah. important, and I didn't really realize that was a thing to do until I'd kind of failed at fighting Lavos like five or six times. Um, and then I was like, all right, well, let's go to this place. Oh, this is like a huge dungeon, and then I played through all that, mm. and by the other end of that and a bit more kind of just messing around, I was like level 56, and the ending was easy as anything. It was stupid. Like, it was just like the same pattern I was doing before just worked and like my magic defense and everything was way higher. So the same attacks that were like wiping me out were just doing like two, 300 damage. I was like, ah, whatever. That's nothing like, and plus you get to kind of just open up on your inventory at that point. Cause you're just like, this is the end of the game. I can use all of these mega elixirs and it doesn't matter. And like turbo ethers and everything. So it's just kind of this cool, feeling of just liberating like you know it's the end so you can just go nuts and yeah i uh i beat that game 
Uh, it unlocks a bunch of kind of New Game Plus stuff and like new side quest, interdimensional portal stuff and all this stuff. But I think I'm gonna put it down for a while. I don't know. Kind of, kind of yeah. got me, you know, just enjoying the going to an RPG kind of thing. Like portable, portable systems seem like a good place for that. I, I don't know. I might, I might actually. Sure. Yeah, I was, I was kind of. Like I've installed ten and everything, I guess just kind of like Final Fantasy ten rather. I think that might be my next uh, like entry in that genre. Um, yeah, but I kind of jumped in on Mortal Kombat in the meantime. That's why I brought it up. Which one? Uh, the 2011 one, but the okay. Vita port, just because mm-hmm. I wanted a convenient thing to kind of play on the like on the Lethbridge trip, which I did for a bit, and uh, just you know in bed. Just playing games in bed. It's nice and relaxing. Um, that game is good still, but it's kind of weird seeing the Vita version because, like, it, the the other like the other versions, they did this really nice kind of seamless transitions from story cutscenes to you're fighting now. Whereas the Vita version has like hard cut to way worse graphics that happens. Um, so it's just like Scorpion goes from hyper detailed model to like really kind of crude looking in comparison. Like he still looks fine. It's just the contrast is really, really sharp. Um, so yeah, it's a little weird, but, uh, I generally still really like that story mode. I maybe find it kind of annoying whenever it does the, you have to fight both of these characters and you only get one life bar. And it's just like, this just sucks. Like I don't like Jax and I extra don't want to play like this double battle like i'm not i don't know i'm kind of run against a wall every now and then when playing it because like i kind of like the pacing i guess also like every now and then in the storyline there's a fight that like in the story isn't very important like it's just like if Jax loses his fight johnny cage is gonna say he thinks sonia is way hot and it's just like okay that's not really a game over scenario like who they needed a reason why these allies would fight, though. No, I know. Like it makes sense that there's a fight. I'm just saying, if I lose the fight, there should just be a cutscene where Johnny Cage says, <laughs> "Yeah, I got a number or something," and then it just moves on. Like it's not like a game over for the player because who cares? Right. You know. Whereas yeah. if it's like, "Hey, Shao Kahn's here," it's like, "Well, yeah." Like you got to fight that guy, or he's gonna. Kill yeah, you. like if I lose here, we're fucked. Yeah, or like Goro is yeah. gonna kill you. It's like, yeah, he would. So obviously this is intense but then yeah those kind of weird more casual fights like it seems like they should just have made another cutscene where it just kind of keeps going and you don't get the combat coins or whatever for the graveyard and yeah yeah like it just seemed kind of weird like arbitrary game over in some scenarios but i don't know that game uh is still cool did you play injustice i'm told i should play that no but... i didn't yeah, okay. Like, I'm told it's kind of similar story structure and everything. I guess the difference for me is, like, it's DC comic stuff, and I don't really care. So, I don't know. It could be okay, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. It's just, I'm not like, oh, Netherrealm fighting games, that's what I want. It's more just like, yeah, it's Mortal Kombat. Like, I like this one. It's got weird stuff. Like, Jack's arms exploded. I forgot that happened. That was cool. Yep. So, yeah, that's kind of video game stuff. Do you love fighting games? Is that what you're telling me? I don't get, like, super invested in the mechanics of fighting games. I just kind of... They're they're fun every once in a while. Like, it, like I'll try not to do the move list. Like, just look up the move list and know what I should be doing and just kind of try to feel it out. Um, but 
yeah, that results in some pretty lazy, messy, mashy fights. Like, I would be terrible online. Um, yeah, single player. Uh, yeah, I guess I've been kind of weirdly interested in playing single player fighting games for, like, at least 10 years. Like, I picked up Virtual Fire 4, like, Tekken 5 and stuff just for me playing it. Like, I didn't yeah. want to play it against anybody. Like, that's not what Soul I Soul Calibur games were fun alone. Yeah, I, I played uh, the first two of those pretty pretty extensively like three i just no one ever talks about i don't know if it was good it's okay i have it like it had like kind of a weirdly in-depth single player mode right like you're kind of moving pieces around an overworld map and stuff wasn't there Uh, a strange i don't remember that i remember the character creator mode oh yeah okay but yeah, there's a lot of character yeah. customization. And then, like, for the story was, oh, Star Wars crap's in it. And that that's the thing. Well, that, that came a little about. bit later, but yes, essentially. Well, like, it was it was day one in the game. Was it? Yeah, like, they're on the box. Like, Darth Vader is on the box. Well, maybe. And Yoda. Fuck? Soul Calibur fans? I don't know. I, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that's the thing. And then Soul Calibur Five exists, and I didn't even know that. Like, I was, like, in a store... And was reminded yeah. that Soul Calibur V was a game that exists. And I was just like, wow, that A lot really... of people didn't care about that one. Yeah. I, is it good? I, I don't know. I, I bet idea. it's fine. I bet it plays great. But the, like whatever. The, the one kind of I was thinking about, again, recently was a DOA 5. I heard has, like, the most ridiculous story mode. And that's, like, those are were, that, that's music to my ears. Like, it's like, oh, that sounds great. Like, they, they try to explain this convoluted, weird timeline and, like, wonky kasumi clones and all this stuff like apparently it's kind of really really entertaining in that dopey way so i played a lot of doa 2 um i'd I'd be okay with jumping into doa 5 and just trying to figure out what the hell happened Mm -hmm. but um yeah so yes i like fighting games but not for competitive reasons at all like it's like oh this is so well balanced task force no the snes or the genesis is that a justice league fighting game it is original injustice. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. It was one of my favorite games. Ninety five. Okay. Nineteen ninety five. And it's not like anyway. a side scrolling beat 'em up. It's like a fighting game. It's a fighting game, like Aquaman versus Superman. Okay. Cool, cool stuff. Do you have it? I don't. No, okay. I always rented it. Hmm. What's it called again? I guess I can keep an eye out for it. It's called Justice League Task Force. Okay. You'll know it's the right one when you see Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman on the front cover. Okay. And it's on the Super Nintendo. Or uh, Genesis slash Mega Drive, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Do Do you know which version's better? I always played the Genesis version, but I'm sure the SNES version's fine as well okay i mean sometimes there's a weird split between them like there's the kind of which disney aladdin is better like there's strong opinions on that yeah the sega one i for like very they were both they both had something if i remember for aladdin that's kind of thing it's like i have the snes one but i'm told the genesis one is like different in some ways and it's actually yeah like some people say it's it's very different very different yeah i don't know i don't know so there you go. Differences of opinion. I 
think that's kind of... I'm trying to think if there's been more media highlights. Like, I finished reading that memoir. I've been playing Dragon Age Origins again for how whatever you li- reason. How are you liking that? That game's great. I, oh. ju- I realized while playing it, though, that's not a stream game. Because there is a lot of dialogue and a lot of taking your time and, like, knowing story. So the, like, intro part can take you probably a good hour or two just to get your character to, like, the main game part. Mm-hmm. So that's not one to share with the masses, I don't think. That is one that, like, you play when you're bored or you have some time or whatever and read all the notes that you pick up and the codex entries and talk to everybody and Like all it's that too dry to kind of entertain an audience? Yeah, well, what they do is that... With Dragon Age Origins, they kind of built the world after the game came out. Okay. So what I mean by that is Dragon Age Origins was the first game. Sorry. Dragon Age Origins was the first game to, like, in that series, right? Yeah. But they just go right ahead, like, no, this world already exists and you're playing in it. And then late after the game came out, they released books later on that were like describing who these people were and like why they were important in the game and stuff. Oh, weird. So, so like the, there's context missing in the actual game itself. They expect you to be invested in the larger universe. No, they don't because these characters like they're an, say there's a one character that's just like an, a, an asshole to you or okay. whatever. Yeah. And he's yeah, just yeah. kind of a dick and he ends up being a traitor at some point and blah, blah, blah. And you kind of hate him, but then, at, then like, you read the foot first book where they describe, like, his backstory a little bit, and he's actually, like, a really cool character sort of thing. But, like, it doesn't matter at all because you don't have a lot of interaction with this character. It's just kind of, like, side stuff if you want to read it. Hmm. Everything that's you do in the game is very much, like, we're telling you this because it paints the larger picture of where we are at this time period in our world and what you're doing in it. So it makes sense in the game, but there is, it's kind of like this world already existed. You're playing a part of it and everything that you're being told or whatever in the game has to do with what you're doing now. But there is also so much stuff you can go back and like learn about if you want to. Okay. And I like that, I guess. So that you, just like, that's an effective way of kind of world building? You, you... Yeah, it's kind of like the Mass Effect thing, where it's like you're Shepard and stuff, but like when you start looking in the Codex entries and stuff, you find out about like the first contact war with the, what the hell are they called now? The Turians? The Turians and yep. like all that sort of stuff, the Genophage and all that stuff. So it's like... This universe already existed, and you're only seeing a little part of it, but if you read, you can read about, like, the larger landscape sort of thing of everything going on. That's what this game does as well. It's a Bioware game, so... Right. Yeah. Same people. Same type of game, just medieval and not space. I guess it was kind of cool seeing in in Chrono Trigger, like, the character-specific quests. Like, that seemed like very much a thing that Bioware took and ran with in their games. Yeah. Like, of just, like, oh, this whole side mission is basically for you to learn about what this character is all about. You know, like, the loyalty missions in Mass Effect 2 and stuff. Does does, uh, Dragon Age have kind of very character-centric missions? Sure, and you don't have to do them at all. You can miss them completely if you're not, like, looking out for them. 
Right. Oh, I guess that game also had the kind of whole thing where it's like, oh, this character just doesn't like how you make decisions at all. They bailed. They just don't like you as a leader. Like I've never had that problem, but yeah. You can juggle everybody and it doesn't... Yeah. Okay. Just like you can keep like certain people really... happy and piss other people off or whatever, but meh. It doesn't matter. There's enough characters in Dragon Age that you can just kind of choose your party and roll with it. And they're right. all kind of different temperament so it's like well i don't like this goody goody piece of shit here but luckily i have this like barbarian dude who's just as powerful if not more so and he's cool with me so whatever so you can can you switch them out of your active party and then they won't be affected by your moral decisions or would yes, they leave your larger right. group oh, okay okay yeah no just whoever you're rolling with at the time will affect it Okay, so you might just want to be more mindful of, like, what territory you're in and who you're going to be talking to. Yeah, like, to... I guess the idea is, like, you have this large party, mm -hmm. and they're all kind of chilling at a town or at a campfire, and then you bring them on, like, the little missions sort of thing. So, okay. obviously, if they're just chilling out at the campfire, they didn't see you stab that dude in the back, so they're cool with you still. I should probably play this game. Like... It's really good, but I can definitely see why people would not like it. Well, because it's, it's, it's kinda, not fast at all. It's yeah. very slow. Very and slow. And it seemed like extremely lore invested. And at the time I was playing it, I was just like, I don't, I don't care right now about this. Like, I don't want to read this. Like, ugh. like so. All the lore is very cool, though. A lot of like weird racial, like civil wars between continents, like kind of like the British and French type of thing, where it's like. They're the same type of people. They just look at things differently. Like, one's the rich hoity-toity type, and the other is, like, the warriors yeah. sort of thing. Like so the like, blue-collar salt of the earth. There was, like, wars between them and stuff, and I don't know. Every It just feels like a world. Like, if you took our world right now, and then the video game was, like, this terrible thing was happening, and, like, you're thrown into it. Go. That's the game sort of thing. I like when... You're playing a game in a part of something much bigger than the game focuses on. I've always liked that. I don't like the whole like, no, you're the chosen one, right? Sort of thing. I mean, you're and, you're you're our, our gray warden, but you're not like the super dude. You're not even a chosen one in this because since you can control five characters at one time, your character doesn't matter. Like you can choose any class, go through the beginning part, and after that, you will have access to like ten different characters in your party. And your character is just the one that, like, you choose options for in dialogue. That's the only thing it does. Oh, like, you don't even need them in your active battle lineup? Like, your main character? Yeah. You always need your main character in the active battle lineup, <laughs> but you always have other classes and characters to play when you're battling. Like, you can switch between all of them and control them okay. all normally. I guess, I guess my other kind of question would be, like... Does this game provide a satisfying enough experience in and of itself without me needing to then play, like, Awakening or Dragon Age 2? Like, is it satisfying um, on its own? I would say yes when I originally played it, and that was before DLCs even came out, like, when I played through it the first time. Okay. And now when you get Origins, you get the Ultimate Edition where all of that's included anyway. So, yes, because you have it. If you have the ultimate edition, well, like you have all that other stuff. But like, is two essential? Because that's like a controversial game. Like some people two actually is a completely up to different it. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's like um. Okay, that's like 
let's go back to Mass Effect, maybe. Okay. And or no, let's use Legend of Zelda and say like there's a timeline or whatever, right? Say you're playing all the games on the timeline, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere there's Majora's Mask. Yeah, I was like, gonna say set... it could be kind of a Majora's Mask situation because it is like a small, it's a smaller focus than Origins, right? But that it's could a be cool much to smaller focus. Like it I might be. like that, you know. The focus isn't that great though. Okay, like it's not. It the focus isn't as important feeling in two maybe. As, I don't like, know. Clockwork Town is or whatever, like, it's not as much of a... Yeah. Like, it's, like, a city as opposed to you traveling the land, right? Like, that's kind of the weird thing. Yeah, some something like that. I didn't actually finish two, but okay. the, like, four hours I spent in it was all in the same area. And was it more action-heavy combat? Was that kind of the other thing? Um, It was easier combat, Okay. If that makes any sense, like you could use like a controller kind of fine stuff, with or... it. Okay. Uh not necessarily, but um yeah, like more so, definitely. Mm. Where Dragon Age Origins kind of did that too with uh the console versions when you're using a controller. Yeah. But on the PC, the PC was always the way to play that game anyway. Cuz it was one of those like you're going to get, you're being ambushed sort of thing, so you quickly pause, you look at your team, and, like, you kind of, like, scroll around. Kind of like, like KOTOR, um, right? Or, I guess... Turn your turn your character around a bit, like, kind of see where everyone is, and then just, like, cue everybody up to do a certain attack or a certain move sort of thing, and then unpause, and they all do their thing, and then... Or I guess Neverwinter yeah. Nights or something? What, what was kind of Bioware's earlier pedigree? I'm, I'm told it harkens back to that stuff, right? Um, possibly. I never played Neverwinter. Okay. I think the first so one was maybe. Them, right? I think so. Anyway. Bioware. Dragon Age 3. Inquisition. It's coming, coming out. out yeah, October 7th. Yeah. So, in, if I'm going to play it, it should be in the next five months. Get get ready. Wet my palate. I don't RPG. think you need to play 2 at all. I'm, I might totally skip on 2. In fact, you know what? You might not even, if you just wanted to go into Inquisition, you might not even have to play Origins. I don't know where Inquisition picks up in this universe they created. Well, I, I, I felt like that was a game I should have played for a while now. So, And I'm kind okay. of in an RPG kick right now, so might be worth putting in there. But uh, okay. And also, yes, they did do Neverwinter Nights. Okay, I thought so, but I, so. I, did, I didn't play it, so I didn't know for sure. Um, yeah, me neither. Sorry, I guess... It's kind of this weird thing where it's like, I'm going to talk about some plays I saw, but they're kind of that weird thing I talked about in relation to Alec Guinness's book of just like telling someone about a play you saw is kind of useless because they can't see it. So sorry, but it's kind of other stuff I did. Um, Do you know Dave Kelly? Like, do you know who that is? Dave Kelly? Yeah, like here in Calgary. Yeah, in Calgary. Yeah, yeah, he's a talk show host from that morning show. Exactly. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, going further back, he hosted like a cartoon program on ITV. Um, maybe for like brief period of time, but that's what I remember seeing him from. Um, okay. Point is, he did a play in town that we saw last week, um, about being a dad and becoming a dad and like family mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah, I don't know. It was kind of neat, but I again, I don't really know how to kind of explain the experience. He is an anime voice actor. Is he? 
Yes. I guess there is like a local dubbing place in town, so that makes sense to me. But uh... For English dubs. Okay. I mean, most importantly to one specific person who listens, he did Bright Noah or whatever in Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. Okay. As well as Yulub Ishikawa in G Gundam. I don't know what this means, but... Or, like, I don't anyways. even know if that would be relevant to anyone outside of Canada. Like, do we have our own channels that air that stuff with our dubs? Or does that get on DVDs and go everywhere? I don't know. I don't know. All it says here is that he's lent his voice for characters in English dubs such as blah, 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 okay. blah, blah. Um, I don't know. It was a cool, it was kind of a combination, like it almost felt like stand up at the time sometimes, but it was also just like about his family and kind of like just a journal type thing and rifts that formed and stuff. It was kind of, it was pretty, pretty cool. But yeah, I, I packed a little theater, um, lunchbox theater. It was kind of a small, intimate show and it was pretty cool. But again, I, I don't know why it's just... It was kind of cool seeing someone like I remember from seeing on TV when I was like six, like decades later, like, talking about like what happened in their lives in that intervening time. It was kind of weird. Um, and then in Lethbridge, I guess we also saw Monty Python's Spam a Lot, as produced by the local lo- local folks there. Um, it's basically kind of a weird re-edited version of Holy Grail. Um, like I was kind of reading through the production history of it on Wikipedia and stuff. And what we saw like was totally the exact same thing. Um, but it's kind of like they changed the movie to kind of just keep flowing, but they also kind of snip parts out specifically. There's like parts in the movie, like there's a big long scene where a dude is like the King, King Arthur's talking to this guy named Dennis about monarchies and government. And it's just like a total tangent in the movie. Like, it's just a funny bit of dialogue, but it doesn't go anywhere, really. It's just kind of its own standalone thing. In the play, they make that character Galahad, and after that discussion, he joins their group. Like, they kind of make these kind of once-tangential joke scenes also roll into the plot to kind of justify their existence, which I thought was actually a kind of good idea. Um... But then, yeah, on top of it, there's just kind of more singing and dancing. They kind of roll in songs from other Monty Python stuff, like uh, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life is in there from Life of Brian. Do you care about Monty Python? Like, am I just talking to nothing? Not really. Oh, okay. It's fine. I'm listening. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It was a, it was a pretty lively performance and everything. Honestly, like, my one kind of thing that I just – seeing plays again – like, one of my metrics for, like, how I'm judging acting quality in plays is honestly just, can I hear what you're saying? If yes, yeah. good acting. If no, nope. So... Well, well, I mean, the good actors, like, the actual good ones can make the, like, can make themselves be heard yeah. while also expressing. Yeah. No, I know. It's, yeah, like I mean yeah. there's there's definitely nuance to it, but if you can if I can hear you in the audience, you you have major bonus points over kind of people reading their lines a little too quiet. Or honestly, maybe the person to be frowning at is the sound guy cuz he's like mixing the music too loud or something. Like it was just like That's always annoying. Yeah. Like it's like the backing track doesn't need to be this loud. Like other than like one or two singers who are like really good at singing, it was like every now and then some kind of more 
like nuanced wordplay stuff in the songs. Like it's just like I bet there was a joke there, but I missed like just enough words to not really know what it was. So that happened on occasion. Um, but yeah, g- generally speaking, it was just like a well put together thing with like good sets and props and everything, and some good gags that weren't in the movie that were kind of nice to see in a different context. So. I mean, Spamalot is a thing that travels all around. Like, you're obviously not going to see it with the same actors I saw, but don't worry about that. Um, it's it's a decent show. You're so, just yeah. like, don't worry about that. They weren't that good anyways. Ha ha. There, there was a couple standouts, but again, it's it's kind yeah. of that thing of a, yeah. Yeah. Volume and whatever. But, yeah, no, I mean, plays. They're a fun form of media to see firsthand. But they're kind of like the weird, like, like reviews only matter for like a couple months on those of just like, you should see this right now because it's like the people who you're reviewing it to couldn't see the same show. Well, like the exact same one you saw, right? Like the night you see it, the actor could flub his lines or he's sick (laughs) or die understudy. Yeah. Like all sorts of weird shit could happen. That's totally relative to that moment in time. So it's yeah, it is kind of this weird thing, but um, I I I generally was kind of nice to sit in a theater again and kind of like see actors and whatever. Like I I when I was younger, I used to like get nervous for actors. Like I'd just be like, oh god damn it, this is so embarrassing for that person. Like specifically school plays, like with friends of mine. School in it. plays is a different thing though, because nobody wanted to do those. Yeah, like you were forced to. So kind of, yeah, it's like you get credit for this. You like, this is the end of the drama, like semester is we put on this play and it's kind of terrible. Did Um, you ever have to do any? Yeah, I was in Wizard of Oz. Who were you? I was like the leader of the (coughs) Emerald City Guard. And I good. I was I did fine my first night. Second night I like fucked up a line and it was it's like one of the most deeply etched scarring things that ever happened to me. Oh, it was so embarrassing. It was terrible. But yeah. Yes. I couldn't I, beat you on that. Uh, fair fair enough. Okay, what happened? We didn't we didn't have a it wasn't a play, but like when we were really really young in like kindergarten or something. We had one of those, like, Christmas concert sort of things mm-hmm. where you have to, like, sing Christmas songs or something. And um, on one of them, the teachers thought it would be good a good idea to have us all hold a little bit of hay or something for the manger, right? Because oh, okay. God like or everyone, something. Jesus. Everyone put their handful in the manger for Jesus. Right. Like, one at a time sort of thing. But they okay. also thought it was a good idea that on this table where the manger lay, there was candles, like advent candles. <laughs> oh, so no. as I brushed by walking by, I set my little thing of hay on fire, and there I was standing just, like, screaming because <laughs> I'm holding this fireball in my hand. And, like, it's the worst thing. It could have caused a terrible accident. Yeah. But luckily they put it out and... It's on a VHS tape somewhere that Amazing. my parents recorded. Oh, so good. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, I have, like, DVDs of, like, some high school productions that I don't know if I should ever watch them again. But, uh, yep, those exist. Uh, yeah, no, I just kind of flubbed a line, and then rather than just roll with it, I just started the whole scene over, and it was really stupid. 
But um, yeah, I didn't accidentally burn the theater or anything, or even yeah. risk that happening. So it yeah. wasn't really my fault though. Like when you put kids candles and, and something like flammable, flammable material yeah. together, that's that's asking for trouble. So like, hey, out yeah, of all the that's things, really dry. Hey, it's, it's like hay is specifically made for kindling, basically. Yeah. It's like, fucking idiots, whatever. Anyways, yep. trauma, fire. I have a lot of terrible stories about with fire, but n- we don't have time for that. Okay. Theaters. But yeah. Theaters. Plays. Check check out your local art scene. I don't know. Like, Young Frankenstein is playing in town right now. I like that movie. Like, should I go see the play? I don't know. It's like we some go community together. center. Yeah, then we could at least we like can't we would share that. the experience. We can't though. You're right. Unless we, we can never do that unless we book days off. I guess we could both see this run at different times and then talk about our night seeing it. Yeah, desynchronous. Anyway, the um, only true review, really, because yeah. we saw different nights. You don't, like, get as many sample groups as you can, like a critic from each audience, and then be like, overall, that play was actually good. That was actually a good one. Or, like, it had its good moments, but overall, it was garbage, and the people that do plays here should probably not do that anymore. Yeah. I don't know. It might happen. You never know. Maybe you always think that the show you saw was the good one. But then, like, you go the next night or something, and it's like, oh, no, this is what it's actually supposed to be like. Right. So that last one was terrible. Sure. Maybe it's like, oh, no, dude, they flubbed this whole scene. Like, they kind of just improvised, and, like, the the thing didn't happen that was supposed to. It's like, oh, weird. Okay. I would love to see the Book of Mormon. Yeah, no, that that is apparently coming here uh, next year. Is it? No, really? yeah, dude. Like, we're we already have, like, iPhone notices to like warn us in december when tickets go on sale because yeah it's it's actually coming here um, i missed evil dead both times i came oh, okay but yeah i kind of didn't care but yeah that one i you know blood splashes on you or something i'm, I'm not yep you know sure i need that but uh yeah book of mormon got significant buzz like so many tonys and everything um yeah Back to South Those Park. Those guys are doing good for themselves. They They're sure doing are. Very well. Yeah. I was actually reading about their like Trey Parker's first movie ever. And it was okay. a trauma thing. It was about the first like I guess the first and only convicted cannibal in Colorado. And it's like Cannibal the Musical. Oh, Cannibal. Of course. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And like the the most mind blowing realization for me, which I hope this doesn't isn't just totally boring, but there was this extre- there was this like experimental filmmaker named Stan Brackage who I've brought up a couple times as being the guy who made like films of just sticking a camera out the window while his family went to go buy the milkshakes and I fell asleep in class several times. Mm-hmm. Uh that dude was apparently Trey Parker's like film professor. And he has a cameo in Cannibal the Musical. Weird. Which I was just like, what? What? Okay. What Stan was Brackage his name? Was a professor? Stan Brackage. He's a weird guy. Okay, I just looked him up. He is Noon Senior. Okay. In that in that cast. There That's you go. Who he plays. In so, fact, he has a Wikipedia page. Oh no, dude! Stan Brackage is like weirdly regarded in the experimental film community and like animation and stuff. Like he would paint film cells and stuff. Like yeah. Hmm. Our local museum had one of his films at one point. I don't know. It's just, in practice, like, some of his films are just, like, 
no, I get it. Like, it was weird to shoot this kind of crappy video, like, on 8mm film and actually print it and show it to anybody. But this guy was doing it, man. Good for him. Sure. Why not? Yeah. He hasn't done anything I've ever seen. So. I mean, the one of the most pop, like, famous ones he did was, like, Baby birthing window something it's it's basically his wife giving birth to their kid is just video okay yeah no haven't seen it yeah you don't want to okay yeah <laughs> but it yeah i saw it um <sighs> okay you ready After for voicemails then it's gross anyway yeah 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 voicemails let's, let's okay we got eight eight voicemails okay yeah you ready i am okay let's do this the fuck um oh, are we getting to oh. had a farm E-I-E-I-O. oh man and on this farm he had a paul wait what did she say with a an paul. f this here and an f that there here and f here and that everywhere and f that old man dude ran all right a farm. old about what? the dude ranch oh I'm glad someone's carrying the dude ranch torch. Marsh? Oh, okay. Gundam here and a monster hunter there. Here a marsh, there a marsh everywhere. A hunter, old big dude ranch had a farm. Old big dude ranch had a farm. All right. Another verse. Here we go. Now on this farm he had a Mario. Third verse is different from the first. Mario there and a Mario here. Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere's a Mario. Old <laughs> Ranch and a farm. I didn't get one. That was me saying Old McDude Ranch had a farm. Oh, really? I think I sung it very well. <laughs> I know Nathan's going to make fun of me because he's a meanie face. I did Oh, how did I do? Did I do good? I tried my best. Please say I did good. I want to do good. Please. I think... You should stay in school and get a good career. Whoa. That's no, I'm just kidding. Mean. It was fine. Yeah. It was fine. No, Dude Ranch, specifically the inclusion of the Dude Ranch. The only problem I had thing I was that to make happen. it was very hard to hear for me, at least, at first. Okay. Whereas That's the only problem I had. Unless I missed like, the very first verse, am I not involved in all? <laughs> I think you are the one with the farm. Oh, I own the farm because I'm Mr. Dude Ranch? I guess. Speaking okay. of which, that's dead. Well, until further notice. I guess, but at the same time, like we could be playing something right now. You're just like, has it ever been alive? Well, really? I was trying to, <laughs> you know, I was the one forcing that on risk of rain, and was getting rebuffed. But I wore my cowboy hat with pride. Um, that's a good character too in that game. Yeah. So it wasn't bad. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe one day. It'll come back. I suppose so, yeah. Our kind of gaming presence. I think my favorite part of that, by the way, was the fact that there was something for her to say about me Mm -hmm. and Marshmallow, but Mario was just there because he doesn't have, like, a trope or anything. Mario, 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 Mario. Like, it's just like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's kind of what he does. He's just there. Always there. Always watching. Mm -hmm. No, it was fun. It was pretty good. 
I haven't Next heard time, any maybe rendition. make the music a little bit louder because I almost stopped the playback because I didn't know that there was more at the beginning. That's my only criticism. Oh, really? Okay. I, I like, heard it okay over here. I, I'm but... guessing it was like on headphones or like a tape recorder or something. Mm. So like maybe next time just move that closer to the mic. Oh, okay. So just a, I again, audio mixing critiques. I I mean, maybe it was only me that couldn't hear it very well. You said you heard it fine? Yeah, it, it was pretty audible here, so. Okay, it I might just know. be me then. Okay, but thanks but for the song. Definitely. Let's go on to the next one. To avoid getting myself in copyright troubles, that video music was by QT's 451 Rhymes. Therefore, I gave credit, so therefore, I will not get in trouble. Mm. Yes, that's the problem we have. Plagiarisms everywhere. It's quite a crime. But now, on to the more important questions. Hey, Paul. Hey, Nathan. I have been chatting with the Marshmallow about anime stuff and... On Saturday nights, we hang out and watch One Piece and Blue Exorcist mm-hmm. and Black Lagoon. Okay. Well, actually, One Piece and Blue Exorcist, not Black Lagoon. Marshmallow's not into that. I don't know why. Black Lagoon is awesome. It's not mm. as awesome as Space Dandy, but I know Nathan hasn't watched it because he's a meanie face and hates everything I like. That's true. Now, <laughs> yeah. on to more important matters. Like Monster Hunter. Recent announcements have been made. The Attack on Titan... It's going to be coming out pretty soon on DVD. But another big announcement is, well, maybe I'll explain the next voicemail. Anyways, not much has been happening too much. A lot of senior stuff, not much fun. I hate school right now, too much work. I'd rather be outside having fun or just being inside and watching more anime. Toriko. Toriko is the current one I am marathoning. Hey, Nathan. How was Sopranos? And how was Chrono Trigger? Chrono Trigger. You kind of described Chrono Trigger, so... Yeah, I finished that. Uh, Sopranos, I'm at kind of a season break right now. Like, I finished two, and I don't want to yeah. jump into three yet, because then I'm into another new story. So, I don't know. I'm still enjoying it, though. We went for Italian food more often in the last while. Actually, yeah, I had a really great cannelloni. It was really good. Mm-hmm. It had, like, veal in it and stuff. It was awesome. Cool. Uh, yeah like food coma nap after that but um black lagoon i don't know what that is i don't either it's about like that monster that lives there the the only anime i know what she was talking about was attack on titan dvd coming out soon like blue exorcist i don't know what that is either but yeah exactly a lot yeah Um, yeah attack on titan dvd i don't i already watched it i don't know yeah i won't buy that there's no way (laughs) so uh i've seen it season two let me yeah. know, I guess. I will that watch that. You did like Attack on Titan, right? Quite a bit. Uh, it, it kind of... I liked it more in its early going. It kind of started to draw things out weird, I felt, for yeah. some stuff. Or, like, it was kind of treating some things as big reveals that were kind of like, that thing earlier was kind of really cool. Like, I don't I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, But, yeah, generally, it was, it was pretty entertaining. I, I guess... I'm trying to think, like... I I might honestly wait until season two is done and on Netflix though, you know for sure. Because then like, watch all of it again. Yeah, like yeah. I guess we'll be you know around while it's being updated week to week with new episodes. But I don't want to watch it that way. Like no, I'll, yeah. And we're not an anime news podcast, so that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like oh, did you re- see last night's Attack on Titan? It's like no, I'll wait like four months and then watch it. Right. I don't, I don't really care about the blow by blow. I mean, if I cared. I would read the manga, 
It's all right there. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. There yeah. you have it. Anime. Okay. You ready for the next one? Yep. Here we go. Hey, Paul. Hey, Nathan. Remember a couple of weeks ago when I said, oh, man, the Attack on Titan dub's going to be on DVD soon, and it got announced on Who's Playing Aaron Yeager. And ironically, it's by the same dude who voices Kirito in the Sword Art Online dub, which I think Nathan might have watched. Yeah, he's got that voice, Nathan. You know, that voice. Oh, he also yeah. voices the Blue Exorcist, Rin Okimura. And I don't know. Rin's cute, but... Mephisto is just so much better. He can turn into a dog. And he also has a top hat. And for some reason, that interests me. I, I don't know why. I have a secret interest in magicians. Sue me. Now, on to more important matters. Oh, man. The day before Attack on Titan? That's a very important day. Can you guess what day it is, Paul? Can you guess what birthday. day it is, Nathan? It's, like, super important. And no, it's not the day when Spider-Man 2 comes out. I already said it's Although that movie does look good. Except now, thanks to Attack on Titan, whenever I see Spider-Man doing that whole swishy-swish thing, I always think of Aaron Yeager in that crazy nerve gear, flying around and attacking Titans in the back of the neck. <sighs> That's going to be sweet watching that on TV. Oh, man. So much hype. But not as much hype as I am for Space Dandy Season 2. Get ready for that. Space Dandy hype. So what? What is the day before? You said is birthday, that like, right? That seems like That's a what guess. I guess, but the way that ended, like Space Dandy Season 2 maybe starts? <laughs> I guess, yeah. That might have led into that. That's the day it starts, yeah. I don't know. No, probably not. Probably Tell not me on Twitter like after it. you listen to this oh, okay. what that day is. Because it's between those in my head now, and I don't know. How are you feeling about Amazing Spider-Man 2, Paul? I will watch it at some point in my life. Okay. I am still kind of, where's Paul Giamatti? Why isn't he in this trailer more? But Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I They're more kind of isolated movies than the larger Marvel stuff. So I, I guess I won't feel like I'm watching a commercial. So maybe I will go see it. Unless it's amazing Lego Spider-Man. Yeah. That'd be great. That would be hilarious. Is there Marvel stuff in Lego Movie 2? Brittany Brittany shook her head, so okay, good. They didn't get too much in there. Okay, whatever. Um, Yeah, Titans using gear to swing around. Should Spider-Man fight giants? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Where's Juggernaut? That's my question. That's right. You ready for the next one? Yeah, okay. Let's go. Here we go. Hey, Paul. Hey, Nate. When I listened to the podcast, I realized I forgot to mention two more guys I could see myself being gay for. I have no clue how I forgot them. I mean, they're so obvious. Christian Bale and Henry Cavill. Christian Bale played a great me. Bale is a great actor I could totally see myself getting behind, if you know what I mean. Also, I'm here to tell you that Mr. Marshmallow is a fucking idiot. That movie was based on a true story about events that actually happened. Anyone who was that whipped to a woman who doesn't even put out is clearly an evil pussy. Fuck Ben Affleck. That guy looks nothing like me. You know something has gone wrong when I, the Dark Knight, the goddamn Batman being played by Daredevil. I'm the world's greatest detective and I can't figure out how this shit came about. 
My question is, do you think it is possible to predict the future, particularly using the brain? In other words, do you think ESP is possible? I fight people with those powers all the time, but do you think normal humans could ever access that power naturally? I think it's possible, but I think we're a ways away from utilizing ESP. Oh shit, it's the bat signal. I gotta go. See ya. I heard he ruined his voice doing that this week. <laughs> That seemed to be it's, it sounded as he was going too that it was gradually getting worse. Like yeah. his throat was dying as he was doing it. Wait, there was all sorts of justification for Christian Bale, but not Henry Cavill. Like that's just like oh, naturally. And it's like oh, right, okay. It's like Batman and Superman, it's right? Like three way, um, <laughs> the super three way. Yeah, but yeah, Ben Affleck as Daredevil that does kind of it is really weird. How did that come about, though? Uh, he won Oscars and stuff, probably. He knows people. Yeah, he knows people. That's how. Yeah. That's how it goes. What was the actual question, though? Uh, ESP, do you believe it exists? So Predicting like, the future or looking into the future. It's like stuff. Minority Report. Like sure. If you, if you kind of sat in a bath and, like, pondered enough... Could you see the future? Right. Um. No. I I really don't think so. Yeah, but I'm I'm a skeptical person. Uh huh. Towards. I was gonna say if I believed in that sort of stuff, then I would probably have to believe in ghosts and angels and gods and stuff. Well, it's kind of like I, I don't know. Deja vu is kind of just a thing people have where they see like see things that remind them of other things they've seen before, but only in the vaguest way. But it kind of, like, triggers this weird kind of, like, uh? So, like, stuff that could be even looked at as, like, oh, man, that guy predicted that. It's just, like, well, this is, like, this happens with some frequency, and they happen to have a dream about it within a week of it happening or something, you know? Like... But I mean, in that regard, I can predict what tomorrow is going to be. I'm going to wake up half an hour after I was supposed to. I'm going to get out of bed groggily. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to get dressed. going to go to work, spend 10 hours there, come home, and look at stuff on YouTube. Right. Like, it's, there's kind of patterns that you can just recognize, and it's not, that's not an amazing That's not looking into the future. Right. But honestly, like, it's kind of like, I'm thinking back to kind of weird stories people had when it's like, oh, dude, I had, a, I had a dream about Princess Diana being in a car accident. I was like, okay. like Yeah, but how many people didn't come forward and say, I had a dream of her burning alive in her house? Right. Like, yeah, like it's like you could have just been thinking, like, okay, I had a dream where I was talking to Johnny Depp about his latest movie in a car. I was giving him some kind of advice last night. That's not going to happen ever, but that was right. a dream. So whatever, like I, maybe I just don't have ESP though. Someone else somewhere had that. dream. The thing is, like, and the, his name was Tim Tim Burton, and then he met that guy and directed the way the movies. Th- like supernatural and weird stuff. Some of it has enough basis in reality that I can comprehend how people might be able to make the jump. Yeah, where it's like, well, there's probably aliens out there, and that's just based on the fact that we're an insignificant dust. Mm-hmm. And so, like statistically speaking blah 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 there's probably other life out there or whatever yeah but like when you're talking about using the power of your mind to see into like the future to see what's going to happen 
The future is too arbitrary and random to do that. I don't see how the connection can be made where it's like you use your full brain. Now you can see into the oh, future. Right, if anything, right. I could see how like you use your full brain. Now you know how to tell not teleport, but like levitate a little bit or something. I could almost see what? something like that because okay. I don't know why, but like you're able to just like tap into this thing where you like you're you just like tell your body that you're not like grounded by gravity or something. But looking in the future has no basis in any reality I can put in my mind where it will work. What I'm thinking is like, you could imagine things and then because you're an active component, you could make a self fulfilling prophecy happen. But you can do that as it is right now. I know. But like, it's like, are you misidentifying this as like, oh, I had a premonition versus like, no, you didn't. You dreamed about a sandwich and then you went and bought one. Like, right. That's not amazing. That's not looking. That's not <laughs> like it's like that's it was craving really good, something. And then I dreamed it. it was really good. It's like, yeah, that's why you went to your favorite sandwich place. Well, this is a terrible right. example. But like, it is. But it works. It's you know, capped. like it's like mo- whatever motivates you. Like it's like. You know, I whatever I've honestly like had dreams where it's like in my dream, I'm doing something cool and then I wake up and I'm more inclined to go do cool stuff. Like it's like I I would dream about playing like this video. Like I dreamed about renting games like before I'd be like, wake up and be like, where's that game I rented? Oh, it's not here. Oh, yeah, that was a dream. That game doesn't even exist on that platform. Well, whatever. I guess I'll go to the video store. Like You know, like it's like stuff leads to decisions, but it's not making that like it's not like i saw beyond the veil it's just like no that dream was well within established patterns nathan was into so like i dreamed about a weird phone app last night that doesn't exist but i was also using my phone like 10 minutes before i fell asleep so of course that was gonna do stuff that's like um when my when metal gear solid 2 came out my friend was playing through for the second time on extreme difficulty. Yeah. And um, there's this one part that he couldn't beat because he kept getting, like, spotted or whatever, and it would be the end of that session. Mm-hmm. And I remember calling him one day to hang out, and he's like, dude, I just had a dream. I can beat it. Come over. And he <laughs> did what he did in the dream, and it worked. That's awesome. I've, so, I've heard that kind of thing of like just sleep on it and then you can like give take another crack at it because like he had your been brain is solving he had been stuff. playing it so hard for that whole like previous day that when he went to sleep he had a dream about it That's and awesome. noticed something he didn't see before in like his <laughs> dream state or whatever and then like he did it in real life while I watched and I was just like holy shit this is really weird That's super cool though like that you know yeah. like your brain continuing to work on a function you gave it during its sleep cycle or whatever like that's that's cool like the brain can do cool stuff i just don't think it's like it can bend the fabric of space and time and see what's going to happen right like it's honestly reminding me of this kind of shitty movie called men who stare at goats which was about like actual military research into these kind of abilities and yeah there's totally goats to kill them well, no, no, it's just, like, that. I don't even know why that's the title. I think that was just, like, part of their experimentation. They were also using, like, LSD and stuff. But, like, there's yeah. parts where it's, like, people are, like, no, I believe so hard that I can run through this wall. And then they just run into a wall and, like, knock themselves stone cold out just hitting a wall and, like, yeah. dumb shit like that. But it's, like, yeah, no, people have, like, 
tried to figure this out. It's just, I don't know, like parts of it seem like just total fantasy. And then other parts of it are just like, well, yeah, you know, understanding more about how the brain works. Like, but that's see, cool. there's even like a little bit of, in my mind, I can make that connection where it's like, I believe I can run through this wall. And then like, if you believe it hard enough and you're using enough of your like mental capacity, like your brain. Mm hmm that maybe you can actually shut off like receptors to pain and stuff like that and you physically push your body through that wall when you hit it. Oh, okay. like the same way you can kind of like zone out enough to like smash a concrete block with your hand like ninja Right, style. exactly. So like stuff like that, it's like I believe brain power could do something like that, but I don't believe it can remove that wall or turn you invisible to right. walk through that wall. Right, right. It's yeah. more just like practical weird like a sensory altering and stuff, but okay. I don't yeah. know. Maybe not, but Hey, it makes for great yarns sometimes. So keep, sure. keep believing. And don't stop believing. Hang on to that stop. feeling. Exactly. Ready for the next voicemail? Sure. am. I believe let's go. Hey Paul. Hey Nathaniel. I'm wondering, do you think it would be illegal to sell my soul on eBay? If not, what do you think the chances are of the court seeing things my way? Also, how would I convince the buyer they own my soul? I obviously don't believe in the soul or afterlife or any of that shit, so I'd be fine, quote-unquote, selling it. I'll probably have to try Craigslist. I'm probably going to need a object to me my soul. What would be a good, believable soul? I'm probably going to have to ask for the money up front. I wonder how much I could get for it. I might have to exaggerate the truth a little bit. Maybe I should say I have two, a million Twitter followers so they think th that I have a bit of influence and power. They'll like my soul, you know. You know, I just realized I'm the atheist that gives atheists a bad name. I don't know. Tell me your thoughts. What? Okay. Um, um, Bart Simpson did it, so... But that was in person. Uh, there actually is a woman who did do it. On eBay, though, like that seemed like well, that she would tried. be against their terms of service or something. She tried. She tried to sell her soul for two thousand dollars. Okay. Were there any? Apparently, takers? it was in a jar or something. Okay. I don't know if there was any takers. Probably not, because if you bid on something, you're legally obliged to like pay right when you win. That just reminds me. I seem to remember there was like a posting for a haunted Nintendo, which I thought was pretty good. Really. Yeah, like it was just like, oh, it makes weird sounds when you're playing this one game or something. It's just like, okay, like it sounds like a glitchy cart or something. But I love that this is an enthusiastic explanation as to why this NES is messed up. But yeah, hey, I found the story. It was actually just in 2012. The haunted Nintendo? No, no. Um, oh, okay. freelance. She was a freelance writer. She put her soul up on eBay for two thousand dollars. Okay. She was in a car crash. And it was separated from her, and it ended up in a pickle jar. And apparently her slightly used human soul up for grabs on eBay, $2,000. Okay. Um, I think yeah, a jar is know. a shitty vessel for it, though. I was thinking you need to kind of have a creepy-ass doll or something. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, sell something that would be like, oh, man. Brittany actually has this, like, weird, worn-out mini doll that just looks freaky as hell. Like, it's just like, mm. this was recognizable as a Disney figure, but now it's like one eye is worn off, and it's like nose is missing. Like, yeah, just get something weird that is like kind of vaguely humanoid in form, and then just be like, yeah, I, I put it in this vessel. 
and then maybe like put that in a bag or something. But yeah, no, con weirdos, I guess. But there I mean, kind of in the same vein. There was do you remember the story of the girl who sold her virginity on eBay? That's kind of really strange. Isn't that just prostitution? Like kind of, but you know how much she put it up for auction for? How much? 780,000. Were there any takers for that? I don't know. But how is eBay Honestly. okay with that? Huh? I have no idea. They might have taken it. Because, like, off, I mean, it... Marshmallow is right. Like, Craigslist is where just whatever, man. Like, anything goes. Oh, no. Craigslist, like, this isn't a story for Craigslist because this shit's on there all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, eBay letting that stand is super weird. Like, that just seems like that wouldn't that wouldn't be good. But, okay. Um, I don't know. Like, go ahead, I guess, but... Hey, I have the top 10 weirdest items sold on eBay. Do you want to go on this tangent right now? <laughs> um, sh- sure. We'll go quick through it. Okay? All right. Let's just rattle them okay. off. Okay. Number 10, stand in for line to Harry Potter book. Wait, yeah? wait. Oh, like, hey, I don't like, have time to I will to stand wait. here for you for this Harry Potter book like three days in advance or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's my offer. Okay. On eBay. That, that but yeah. you know, enterprising. Nice try, I guess. Nobody won that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, number nine, a friend. Oh. You know how much it won? <laughs> how much? $10.50. That's pretty sad. Yeah, somebody offered to be a best friend for a day, and it got a winning bid of $7,600. Here's another one offering to be a friend, but not just for a day, but also for whenever you need someone to talk to. It only got ten fifty. Oh, Yeah. There you go. Number eight, shoes to die for. What? Sold for $25. It was literally to die for, as it was a pair made for a dead person on open casket display. Oh, okay. I was wondering why it was called that. Like, that's just a qualitative description, usually. It started at $15, and it went up to 25 so somebody wanted those damn shoes. I guess, but not, like, a bunch. They're just like, eh, pretty good. Yeah, that's I'll nice throw another $10 on there. Yeah, yeah, I'm a weird goth person. Why not? Okay, how about number seven, a mustache? What do you mean, like just shaved off someone's face? For those having a hard time growing facial hair, it was a chance of a lifetime. A mustache was offered for sale. How could how you could transplant it to your face was a whole different matter. So somebody sold their mustache to someone else for twenty five dollars. That's that's pretty weird. It's amazing, right? That's I guess so. Good. Yeah. Number six was a holy potato. Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Right. Enough said. Five? Oh, God. I haven't read these, by the way. I'm going through them as I'm speaking. Five was a slightly used body bag. What? Like, just like, hey, I used to be in crime scene cleanup. I quit, though. I got all this junk. Do you want it? I guess it was somebody bought it as a souvenir after, like, it was used on a dead person. Okay. So... The starting bid for it was 99 cents. Yep. Do you know how much it sold for? 50 bucks. $177.50. All right. Someone's just like, no, yeah, I could use a body bag. Like, it's just like the mob or something. It's just like, 
Oh, I don't care. Slightly used. Those are useful. Yeah. Number four, leftovers from Christmas. What does that mean? Like an old Christmas tree? I'll quickly read what it says here. Some person based in England actually had the gall to post his Christmas leftovers on eBay. Well, he was actually giving it away as a starting bid was only a penny. The bid shot up to $338 by the end of the auction. And it was just his, like, Christmas dinner? Yep. Leftovers, specifically. Did he cook, like, really good stuff? I don't know. But he got $338 from it. Good for him. Like, why not, right? If somebody's going to be that much of a retard, take advantage of them. Take their money. I guess. Okay, so remember how I said the best friend, like a friend for 1050? Yeah. was like number nine or something? Yeah, number nine. Number three was the best friend for a day, $7,600. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. It's on the list twice? No, this is a different one. Oh, okay. The uh, the friend one was only ten fifty, but in the like description, it's like somebody offered to be a best friend for a day and got this. This one was offering to be a friend for life and only got ten fifty. So the okay, best friend so they for mentioned that one, but it's it's not the entry on the list, right? Okay, I don't know who the friend was. It doesn't say. Hmm. So maybe it was one Mister Proton John, right? Like someone Rich- of note. It's like, oh, how well, much that do makes you think sense. people would pay PewDiePie to like just be their buddy for the day? Too too much, like probably a lot, right? But I don't even know. Like his audience is like younger, right? Right. So he might get charged on like pedophilia crimes or something. But well, like I mean, even just more practically, like, would they have money, like at all? Oh yeah, kids don't have money. You're right. Well, I mean, if his, you know, just by making videos at home, he's making millions and millions. Like it's like. It need to be a lot to justify the time. Right. Just, you know, I'm just saying budget-wise. So, I don't know. Does he do, like, panels and stuff? Like, that just seems like that would, you know, he goes to Leipzig or whatever it's called now, Gamescom, and has, like, a I think he does, but he probably does in his own language, which is gibberish. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And since I don't speak gibberish, I wouldn't know. Hmm. Okay. So number two, the virginity of a financially troubled college student sold for $10,000. So some rich businessman actually took her up on her offer, paid the $10,000, but gave the money out of pity than anything else. He never claimed for her virginity. Really? Is that kind of weird? It's like, I just have $10,000. I don't even want to fuck you. Here you go. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I think why I bid on virginity, it? Right? Like, why not just let's be real? Hmm? Like, take it, right? Like you paid for it, take it. But it, does it become a crime right. at that point, depending where you are? I don't know. Not if she said that she wanted it. I guess so. This is like a really expensive date. Yeah, or like a wife, like a lifetime living with somebody, like all at one time. Yeah, just in one shot. Boom. Yeah. Weird. Okay. And the top one was a toasted uh, toasted cheese with an image of the Virgin Mary. Oh, okay. Not Jesus or anything. Just uh, his mom. Just me. Yeah, just his mom. So toasted cheese bread and it sold for $28,000. Yeah, those the, that, those stories kind of got around of like the weird yeah. religious stuff. And now That's to not the point surprising. where there's like novelty toasters that just have it in it. That isn't surprising. The thing I liked was like the mustache. Yeah, just kind of weird yeah. offbeat stuff. 
a slightly used body bag. Yeah. Weird. But there you go. Anyway, so. eBay tangents. Do you want to credit whoever did that list or? Nope. Okay. Because I closed it. Okay. I apologize. Thanks, Internet, anyway. for throwing that somewhere. Anyways, uh, next voicemail. Here we go. Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Paul, Nathan, I just watched a new trailer for Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, oh, and no. they, like, they, they're, there's a new desert area. They're introducing, they're introducing, like, subspecies for all the monsters from, that were new in 4, and Diablos and Monoblos are back as well as some freaking hermit crab thing that's really strong and has pincers, and they're also bringing back Cephadrome, which is basically Paseoth, but in the sand. Oh my god. And th- there was a monster. Um, what was it? Uh, it was a flying wyvern. It looked like Rathalos at first, but it wasn't. It was attacking Raytheon in the nest. It was freaking awesome. Holy shit. And like, Diablos, it, it, it burrowed underground in the desert. It was just... Oh my god. And pretty much all I knew before this was that there there was a desert area coming back, or there was going to be a new desert area, and underwater battles weren't coming back. But, oh my god, like, all the monsters had new subspecies. Oh my god, oh, um, I don't know what to say. Like, oh, like, there were so many monsters. Like, oh, I'm finally going to get to hunt Monoblos and that one hermit crab thing. Oh god, now I need a question. Um, 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 um. Uh, will you two be getting Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate? I'll see you at the... St- Fuck you. <laughs> no, I won't be. Well, is it just a 3DS game? Yep. Okay, like, that was kind of... Somehow there was just this big argument about Monster Hunter on Twitter today that was... Oh, are we bringing this up? Should we... I guess like, so. Should I speak my mind about this well sure it, like it was a okay. reply to something i was saying about something totally different and then it was just like what what's, what's happening why, why? are people what did fighting? you say i don't know i was just like i don't know talking about nothing like nothing related okay. at all that's not at all what started this oh someone sent me the trailer right and then you what said this is he doesn't care no, he sent it to both of us okay and he literally asked got hype yet and you were just like you know no. you know what my response was couldn't care less. Yeah. So, like, no. Because I don't play Monster Hunter games. Like, why would I be hyped? Sort of thing. Right, And right. then he decides to go, like, completely, like, depressive instantly. And he's just like, why must you crush all my dreams or something? I'm just like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I haven't played a video game that you like, and so I'm not hyped for it. Like, I'm not saying anything about you. I'm glad you're excited. I'm, it's not even a qualitative judgment on the thing. It's just I don't know. Like I don't know. And about then right this. after here, we got Meowth jumping in. Is because he's pulling. He's grumpy. It's like what? Yeah, I said one thing this whole time. Oh, I think I thought you said I couldn't care less either, or something. You were kind of no. Oh, Why wait. would I speak for you? I thought I thought the phrasing was he couldn't care less. No, it was couldn't care less, as in me. Okay. No, yeah. I got all narcissistic but, like, about it. It got all weird. Yeah. And then, like, then uh, someone else jumped in and said something about, like, stop being a bitch, go grab a sword and hunt dragons. And I basically said, I do in better games. Yeah. Like, I, I saw all for, this kind of. For one out. thing, that's a very generic thing to say. Mm-hmm. It's like, stop being a bitch, grab sword. It's like, why don't you just say, stop being a bitch and go jump on platforms and save a princess? Every game ever. Like, yeah. <laughs> hunting. 
why don't you go hunt dragons? I do in like a thousand different games. I did in Skyrim. That was a pretty good game. That was pretty cool. Yep. Um, yep. But Monster Hunter, like, honestly, I think the thing that I was kind of like, is if this is a 3DS game, I don't care at all. Like, if I'm going to play yep. Monster Hunter, it would be a big screen experience. Yep. Like, I agree with you. Like, that's kind of where I'm at on that. Like, I, I get, like, if you are way into it, like, having a portable one that you could kind of, like, sync up with other people and play and stuff, like, I'm sure. sure it would be amazing, for but sure. But, yeah. if, like, if I'm going to be hunting giant stuff, like, I want it to look as big and Well, that being said, I love can, Mass so. Effect. Yeah, I yeah. would not like a Mass Effect handheld game. I've played, like, the iOS game, and it's really I have bad. Too. It's, it's well, no, it's fine. It's the what you tilt, would expect from a mobile game. The Tilt one, though, it was, it was not good. Oh, the Tilt one's real bad. Yeah, real just control-wise. Like, I played through all of it, but it was just like, this is a poorly conceived gameplay idea. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jacob, like, where he's fighting Batarians or whatever. You know? But, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Monster Hunter, I've been kind of curious about it in a vague way, but... I've also been told Dragon's Dogma is kind of like that, so I'm kind of more curious about that because it's single player. Yeah. I don't. What I've played play about Dragon's Do- what I've played from Dragon's Dogma is infinitely more exciting than anything I've ever seen for Monster Hunter. Well, I like single player games. Like I'm a I'm a not social gamer at all. So no, Monster Hunter is single player, but it's also multiplayer. Right? Like, yeah. People say, why would like, high-level stuff you dis- requires... Why would you dislike a game based on it can also do multiplayer? Well, it you seemed... Like, to. I thought it was, like, kind of basically for multiplayer. Like, to successfully no, take down I don't some think of the at stuff, all. you need no. to team up. No, I don't think that's it at all. Really? I mean, every time Marshmallow talked about it, he was playing solo. Oh, okay. Most people I've like talked to that like that game play solo. Do they Unless, get to like, kind of pl- strut their gear to anybody or not really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I just I know it's a big sensation and stuff. I just never really got into it. But um, my thing is yeah. I don't own a Wii U, and that's where they <clears> are now. So I would have to buy a system to buy the game out now, and that's not a system seller to me. Okay. Is Monster Hunter. If I had a Wii U for whatever reason, like something came out that I was excited about, and then it's like, oh, well, I can pick Monster Hunter up for now for like 10 bucks because it's on sale. Sure. Why not? Then I'd try it out. But I guess just hearing it described, like it sounds like it could be kind of like a Shadow of the Colossus or something, like just giant creatures that you're stalking and whatever. From what I hear, it's much more like a. Like a Shadow of the Colossus in that regard, but it plays more like a Dark Souls or something. Oh, really? With like animation priority and like dodging and stuff. I played a little bit of a Monster Hunter before. It just felt like boss rush mode Dark Souls type thing. Oh, okay. Which is fine. Yeah. That could be fun. I could see it. I'm not going to invest time into it right now. So I'm not hyped for it. Yeah. I guess I'm the worst person on Twitter because of it. I'm trying to think like things I am hyped for. Godzilla, that movie. Okay. That's like the thing now that I'm kind of like, I, I want to see that. Um, but okay. Yeah. But like a two hour movie compared to like a 300 hour game. Exactly. It's a different, yeah. it's a different yearning for sure. It's easily dealt with as opposed to like an ongoing giant thing. Yeah. Not quite yeah. the same. Yeah. 
Next so, voicemail? like, sorry if I offended you. But yeah. I mean, we can't all be excited out. about the same things. Like, I'm not as hyped uh, about Space Dandy Season 2 as some of our listeners. But right. I don't, I'm not mad or anything. It's just, no. I, don't, I don't know about it. Like, hey, Mar- Marshmallow and, like, uh, Meowth, why aren't you super psyched about the sequel to Rise of the Planet of the Apes? What the hell's wrong with you guys? Why haven't you watched that movie seven times yet? You Jeez. know what's funny is maybe they are. Maybe they're like, we are, you asshole. Why aren't they talking about talk it? To us, if you ever talked to us, you would know that. That would be funny. Actually. I just don't see tweets all the time about, you know, apes movies. What's going on with that? Grumble, yeah. grumble, grumble. I, I don't know. Like, not everyone can be excited about the same thing. Right. Like how unexcited you are about Pokemon. I guess so, yeah. I need to borrow that from you, though. Like, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. that needs to happen. Just leave it, One hide day. it at work somewhere. Let nope. Me know. No, it'll get stolen? Oh, I don't know about that, but why would I hide it at work? Because I go there, and I can find it. Not f- for the next, like, five days you don't. I know, because Expo. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways, okay. next voicemail. Here we go. Hi, Paul. Hi, Nathan. Um, this is Tessa, a.k.a. Panda, I guess. Uh, figured I actually haven't ever called you, so I might as well do it, and then maybe, not that I don't like Meow or Marshmallow, but add a little bit of variety here. So, um, last week, we had a new girl at the office, uh, second shift, I work first shift, and she just happens to be seated at my desk. And, uh, I didn't have a problem with this, she didn't move anything that was on my desk, I tend to have a lot of stuffed animals there, so it doesn't you know, seems so gloomy or whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway, I had no problem with her um, until a couple days later when I came to work and there were two nearly empty plastic bottles sitting on my desk. Um, I didn't know if she wanted them thrown away or if she was going to reuse them for water the next day, so I just hid them behind the computer monitor. No big deal. So next day I come into work, there's an additional two nearly empty bottles um, (laughs) on my desk. I did the same. I hid them behind the monitor and uh, forgot about them. So today, I come to work, and there is now a total of seven nearly empty bottles on my desk. So this started to frustrate me uh, even more than I had the past couple days. Like, absolutely, completely infuriate me like you wouldn't believe. Um, I know it's stupid, but this phone call has a point. I was wondering if uh, either of you two boys, or excuse me, gentlemen, have any small little pet peeve, just something that someone would normally brush off, but it absolutely just fucking infuriates you for whatever reason. I figured this would be a lovely discussion topic. Anyway, have a nice show. Uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. We're gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a lot of responsibility. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I was thinking peeves. just like we share a desk, so like, is there anything I've been doing that's like, oh, dude, you fucker, you didn't refill the paper clips? Oh my god, left uh, an empty cup. I've been throwing away my cups. He's using all my cups, like something like that. I haven't noticed anything. Okay, good. Um, um, at work, yeah, our our boss, like our supervisor, yeah, 
says supposedly, and every time she does, I want to kill her. I want her dead. Oh no, you can't say that. I hate it. They better never. I hate ever know so much. That I hate it so much. Okay, okay. Um, actually, other people do that too, supposedly at work, and it's because they're a bunch of hillbilly fucking Canadians that never got their education after the age of ten. So just mispronunciations just drive you up the wall. Yeah, well, no, that one specifically. Other stuff, fine. It so really like doesn't matter. Library, that's totally fine. Like, I mean, it's stupid, but it's not as bad. Um, what's the other one? The word moist. <laughs> Some people We're just getting that. into words. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Somebody uses some other words completely wrong. But it's whatever. It's not a huge deal. Well, like using a literally big, a lot is kind of a thing that bothers people. But I, I don't know. A big thing for me, and like it's different for different people. But when people chew with their mouth open, mm-hmm. but um, like I understand sometimes like you take a big bite, and like oh god, there's way more here than I thought, or it's very chewy, and I need to like move it around a little bit in my mouth to make sure I can like crunch it down and like swallow it. Yeah. That's fine. What I'm talking about is, again, at work. We work with a guy that works in a different like desk sort of thing at night. Mm-hmm. And every time he eats, he's like, <laughs> on fucking everything, and I want him fucking dead. You can't just turn up the headphones or something? Like, I don't know how you drown that out. I fucking hate him. Like, at first I thought it was just because he was eating his, like, annoying little fucking Indian food that he does because he's Indian. And so, like, first of all, he's stinking up our fucking office with his curry bullshit. Mm-hmm. But then, and then like, I thought it was just him chewing on that food and that food is kind of mushy and stuff, so whatever. But no, he'll be eating a single chip and be like... <coughs> like, I just want him fucking dead. I fucking hate him. Wow. Okay. To the point where every time I see him, I get angry, even if he's not eating. But he's always eating because he's always going to that chip machine. And there's so many chips in a bag. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. This I is... can tell you the name of the person if you don't know already. No, I did. <laughs> I, I'm i the one that would. Whatever. Yeah, we don't need to. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, afterwards I could tell oh, you okay, the name. okay, sure. But, like... Yeah, so you know who I'm talking about. Fuck that guy. Okay. I wish that when his car broke down, he was in it. <gasps> wow. Fuck him. And why do they put so many chips in a goddamn bag? Why do they put so many chips in a bag, Nathan? I, I'm it's glad like they a do, const- though. I go to it's like a constant hour of... Really? A bag of chips from the machine lasts me like five minutes. Like, it's just gone. Just focus <sighs> gone then i throw it away i am actually legitimately like in a bad mood now just thinking about it i'm fucking angry um okay i have like less like just kind of pushy salesman or like that kind of thing like honestly salesman everybody hates i think though or i'm just gonna say like mall kiosks in general like there was a situation today where the calgary sun i'm gonna call them out because fuck that newspaper (laughs) Uh, yeah, like basically fuck newspapers. Like it's, it's well, that newspaper specifically is like the Calgary version of TMZ. Like it's just garbage. It's it's like extra lame. So I ob- I really don't want to subscribe to it at all. So 
I I had just been at the eye doctor, so I my pupils were crazy dilated, like I got drops put in, and I can't see. So I have like these weird shitty shades in, and I'm kind of just like walking along the mall. I see that there's a kiosk dude kind of getting pretty up in the middle of the aisle there. I look to see what his kiosk is, and that's the biggest mistake you could ever make because you have expressed some sort of body language interest in what they're doing. So he then has to kind of pitch me the thing, and I just kind of snub, like just walk by, and then he kind of has to comment on that and just like, well, I guess not then. I was just like, all right, I'm just like... Did you say anything back to him? I didn't. But you should have just been like, "Excuse me, did you say something?" Yeah, I bet he like would have backed down. It was just such an annoying little thing of just like, "No, I get it. Your job totally sucks because you have to be kind of an in-your-face presence in the mall when people are just trying to go about their business, you know." But like, it kind of fuck you, me. yeah, yeah, and like even just to expand it more generally, like the Calgary Herald phones too, like they're they're just like desperate like they're just like hey we'll sign you up for like a month of newspapers it's only like five dollars it's like it's five dollars i'm just gonna fill out your thing right now it's like no 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 see see i don't i don't want piles of paper that i'm gonna throw away because i'm just gonna throw it away because it's just a waste of paper i told their stupid little door-to-door newspaper sales people guys to fuck off they haven't bothered me since yeah it's just like your industry is dying like i mean it's done the internet has no paper. Oh, but that's not even an excuse for these people. Oh, they'll tell you they can what subscribe they... to the online. It's like, I don't right. care. I, I don't want it. Like, just go away. It's, it's Information is Next free. Next time you talk to them, just be like, what's your Twitter? I'll follow you on that. Yeah, and then I'll know what's going on. <laughs> like It's just like, ah, uh, this weird kind of thing where, like, an, an old industry that I don't love is dying, and I don't care. Whereas it's like stuff I did care about, like video stores and whatever, like I was there supporting it right up until it died. But that doesn't help, except I also had a Netflix account. I totally was stabbing them in the back at the same time. But yeah, I guess pushy salespeople. um, And like the religious people that come to your door, it's like, have you spoken to God yet? I haven't had that in a huge amount of time. I haven't had that in a while either, but like that was annoying too. I guess, yeah, th- just the idea of door-to-door, like, it seems extra invasive now. Because it's just like, oh, no, like, I don't talk visually, like, face-to-face with people I really know and care about as much anymore because it's 2014 and I can Skype or whatever. So I really don't want to talk to just some random person who walked up to my house. Why are you at my house? Go away. I was playing video games. Actually, in that regard, have you ever gotten the... What the hell are they called now? Holy shit. Trove's Witnesses? people... The what? Jehovah's Witnesses or? No, the people that are like pay a dollar a day to like save a child. Plan Canada. Plan Canada, those oh, people, God. they can go get fucked. They they actually talked me and forcefully into basically funding them for like a year and a half or something. And like the process to stop is so involved. Like they're obviously just trying to guilt you out of doing it. For like, right. you, you need to like phone a specific line, wait on hold, talk to them, ask specifically like to a person, take me off the list. They will give you tons of spiel about why that's a bad idea, why you can like, you know, like I actually ended up on like a 
six month probation thing where it's just like, well, if you figure out your finances or whatever, and you can help us again or whatever, you can let us know in six months. And it was just like, okay. Like it was, it was kind of like the get out of jail without saying, I don't care about starving children as much as you do kind of thing. Like without seeming like a dirtbag. Charities, I guess is another one. They got me on one time where I was feeling charitable or something. Yeah. And they like came to my door, or whatever, and I was just they're like, uh, "Do you want? Do you have a second to talk or whatever?" I was like, "Sure, whatever." And it was like blizzarding out, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "Come in." First mistake. Yeah, they didn't leave for ten minutes. Yeah, actually, and then they, they were in my house too, and it was just kind of like, "What have I?" Done? So then I finally caved in. I said, "Fine, I'll pick one." They're like, "Which one do you want?" I'm like, "I don't fucking care. They're kids. I'm not gonna see. Just give me one." Yeah. So they're like, okay, how about this? I was like, fine, whatever. So I'll give you like, I'll call your people or whatever. They're like, oh, well, we can do it right now. I was like, nope. Oh, okay, like, good. You leave this. You did the right thing. Whereas like, yeah, I was like, oh, well, yeah, just leave me with the information. I'll check out your website or whatever. And so it's like, no, well, I'm actually, not done. we can do it. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I'm not done. Yeah. So I said, nope. And they're like, well, we have to do it this way and blah, blah, blah. And by this time I'm getting pissed. Yeah, I just want them out of my house, but I don't want to be an asshole about it. So I agree. They call their people. They set me up or whatever. So whatever, that happens. Then I canceled my credit card the day after this happened. Okay, okay. They called me incessantly, and I told them that I would get a lawyer to sue them if they kept harassing me like this, and I don't want to be part of their bullshit scam. Okay. So that was the last time I had contact with them. Every other time they had still come up to the door, they'd be like, hello, sir. And I would just say fuck off and slam the door and lock it. Wow. Okay. I'm just sick of them. And it's the same thing when you go through a Tim Hortons here. Yeah. Or like sometimes a McDonald's or whatever. Would you like to donate a dollar? I say no. And I know they like have this, like they want to say like, why not or whatever, Mm -hmm. but they never do. But I have gotten so good at not caring about kids dying that none of this phases me anymore. Yeah. Because I'm sick of the scams that white, rich people in our countries are pulling and exploiting these people that actually do need help just so they can get like 70 cents out of my dollar a day. Right. It's like we are middlemen and this goes to our tax benefits and all this stuff. And it's just like, I know, like, that's what's happening. And it's like, I don't care. Like, you need to, like, really research a charity to make sure there isn't, like, a huge overhead. And I just don't have the extreme extra means right now to feel obligated to do that. Like, I'm not guilty day to day. So they're just kind of throwing guilt in my face. And it's just like, I don't want to feel bad about myself right now. And I don't think I need to. Like, please, please leave me alone. Next time they come by, you should say, where's my charity? I'm barely fucking scraping it by. You should be collecting money from me. I mean, fuck you. <laughs> I'm. It's cool that you were able to like put your foot down. Like I was kind of just like putting up with it for like a year and a half. Like eventually it was like a thing where it was like, I think my parents actually were like, just like, dude, like, what are you doing? You can't be support. Like I, at some point I was supporting like two kids. They like upgraded me yeah. at one point and it was like, Hey, you're already on this thing. Why don't you also help this other thing? I was like, I don't oh, know. It's only seven extra dollars. Okay, like I guess that's not that much more than my internet and cable, or something. What am I doing? Like it, it took way too long for me to get incensed enough to say, "Please stop it." 
So like this is enough. Yeah, this is sick. Enough yeah. is enough. Also, you're welcome for funding you for like two years. Do I get like a thank you or anything? Like they, they just get annoyed with you for not doing it. They at no point really thank you for doing it. It's like really forceful. Right. Yeah. Okay. It is. Yeah. So, so yeah, we found some raw nerves um, that got. Yeah. Okay. Good. Question. Like yeah, if you're a kid in a starving in some country. Get fucked. Next voicemail. <laughs> hey, this is Carlos, a.k.a. Specs, a.k.a. Handsome Fat Man, a.k.a. 17 bazillion billion jillion other aliases. No funny voice this week. Just wanted to throw some comments out about the latest podcast. Uh, two comments specifically. One about game reviews being bought out and the conspiracy theory behind that. The other about the Darren Aronofsky film, The Wrestler. Um, okay. On the former, I firmly believe that there's a bit of a conflict of interest when... The same sites that give you your gaming scoops also review those games because one has to ask themselves, hey, uh, if they're beholden to uh, put out news and favorably present these games in a certain light for previews, don't really trust them to be objective in their reviews. No. Um, So that is definitely a concern, and I don't think there's any big name site that doesn't suffer from it. Uh, I'd rather read pixel response text reviews because I'm pretty sure that Krasnor has not yet been bribed, although I'm sure he's open to any bribe that any big company will send him. So uh, I guess it's just a matter of time before he sells that to the men. Oh, I'm running out of time here. Uh, Regarding The Wrestler, um, a lot of pro wrestlers don't actually like that movie. Uh, They don't think it's very indicative of the business. I haven't seen it yet. I want to. Uh, But I guess... uh, there are a lot of uh, very uh, not accurate interpretations. Oh, I- oh wow! <laughs> oh no, he ran out of time. Um, oh, Carlos, we have to have him back on sometime. Okay, when we can like do uh, an episode at a decent hour. Yeah, we'll, this is a late. We'll one talk again. at length about that sort of stuff. Um. Okay. So the first part of it. Like I'm just thinking about the wrestler thing because that was kind of left in in the. Okay, midst let's of it, talk but... about the wrestler. Okay, so wrestlers hate that movie. Like, well, they just don't like how it portrays wrestling. This is probably also wrestlers that have made their living doing this, so they are not the ones that everybody forgot. I guess yeah, that's kind of the thing. Like in every like every success story, there's got to be like a bunch of kind of failures, right? So this is kind of a faded yeah. glory local wrestling circuit, like can't pay the bills anymore had like a brief season in the sun like 20 years ago like it's not saying all wrestling that is ever is like like that i don't think right but well because like when you look at people like hulk hogan or whatever who have been doing it successfully in the spotlight for years like wrestling has paid his his family his kids everything's way like throughout life, right. so of course they're going to be like, "Oh, this isn't how wrestling is, brother." I'll tell you how it is. It's lots of money and bitches, y- but yeah. like, and also divorce settlements where you lose a lot of it. But all. then, like, Ooh, you'll yeah. talk to the guy that was like in his prime for three months when we were born that right. nobody talks about anymore, and he's doing crack and sucking dick for meth. <laughs> he's like, "No, this is pretty much exactly how it is." In fact, that dude in that movie has it better than me. He has a job at a grocery store. Lucky, like, <clears> yeah. <throat> Yeah, exactly. I am sucking dick for meth amphetamines mm-hmm. right now. I like as I'm talking to you about the wrestler, I have a giant cock in my mouth. Right. I was just like, how can you kind of interrupt the sentence you're saying to like <laughs> there's also 
sucking he, He's just like, oh, that's a, oh, that's a pretty good movie. <laughs> exactly. Um, I was going to put something in my mouth to make that seem more accurate, but I thought better against it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, no, I don't doubt that that is not reflective of everybody's experience in the business, like the kind of sad like table at the small expo kind of thing. Like that's the scene I always remember is like, there's this weird little local convention and it's like them sitting at these sad little tables and there's like a few people that come through and it's just like, like honestly, even at our big comic con that's coming up soon, like whenever I see like an empty table, it just breaks my heart. (laughs) Like it's just like, well, it's just kind of this like, Oh, faded glory. Like, no one cares anymore that you were on TV, like, 30 years ago. Like, it's just kind of, like, this little thing of, like, how do they feel right now? Are they just happy anybody showed up today? Like, do they have a good head on their shoulders and, like, a realistic perception of things? Or are they just, like, really bummed out? Like, I don't know. But, yeah, I worry too much about celebrities and the rich and famous. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. You can get fucked, just like the African kids. That's not what we. It's more like their representatives over here are way too pushy and guilt trippy about it. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, what was the uh, the main meat of the question there? Uh, he was saying about the sites. Oh basically. yeah, like reviews yeah. are they kind of compromised? Um, it it is kind of. I think they are. Yeah, like. And then he was saying that. I, he doesn't think you've been bought out yet, so you'll probably sell out right away. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the implication that I'll have to sell out at all. Like, I, you know, it's kind of these things. Like, there's, like, you hear stories about, like, preview events and stuff, like Capcom flying people out to places to play their games or, like, putting people up in hotels and stuff, and there's kind of game events. And then, like... You know, like, Giant Bomb always characterizes those place things as being like, well, it's kind of pointless. I mean, you're just in this hotel, and it happens to be in Hawaii, but you don't get to actually enjoy Hawaii. But, I don't know. There's still That's something... That's how all work conference things are, though. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I went down to San Fran for training, but guess what? I didn't see anything but the room at the airport. Yeah. So it's like, every fucking job has that. Right. But, like... I'm still, like, I like hotels. Like, my meals are paid for by the business. Like, that sounds kind of like a luxury right now, just from where I'm at. Like, I don't know. Right. As someone I don't who's like slept being away from home to go to E3. Like. Yeah, that's a little bit different, though. Like, when, I don't mind, like, the hotel experience or whatever. Like, if I'm traveling with people I enjoy or family or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm doing something I like. But when it's for work, it's like. No, I want to, like, just do my eight hours and then go home. I don't want to be going to a fucking hotel room and then going back to this, like, new workplace. Oh, for right. Like, week. it's like they basically bought your life for a few days. Like, it's just like I can't well, escape w- at any The point. thing is, when you travel, you're – okay, say say your shift is Monday to Friday, like a standard shift, right? Normally. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At 5 o'clock every day, you punch out, you go home. Work's over. Work has been done for the day. You don't have to think about it until the next day. When you're on travel, like traveling for something, like courses or whatever, yeah, it's like that Monday to Wednesday or whatever that you're traveling, you're at work for three days because when you're not in class or whatever your course doing your thing, you are supposed to just go back to your hotel room, kind of read up on what you did sort of thing, maybe watch some TV and go to bed. But you're in a new place. You're in a different place with no contact to like – 
people sort of thing like you could bring a laptop or whatever but or you don't have or something or yeah but you don't have your significant other or your friends around or like family or whatever your situation is at home or your own bed you are stuck in this hotel room right like your routine has been compromised entirely so it's like 48 hours on the clock essentially but not right yeah no i guess so but I guess just kind of bringing it back to kind of video game review stuff, like, I don't, I, like, I honestly don't look at reviews anymore at, like, really. I don't either. Like, it's like, when the South Park, you know, Stick of Truth came out, like, it was like, I saw that Giant Bomb had given it five stars, but that wasn't, like, the tipping point at all. It was Mega64 talking about it. Like, we talked about that, right? Like, it's just kind of, like... This more informal banter about games is just like, actually, no, that sounds like it might be something I want to play. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll play well, that. It's the oldest form of review, yeah, right? Like mouth when to you, mouth. When you like, would play the new mouth like mouth. Chrono Trigger game or whatever, you'd go to the schoolyard next day and be your friends would be like, oh, man, did you play like Mortal Kombat 3? It's so cool. You got there's Scorpion and he does this thing and you do this and yeah. there's this new like babality. It's so dumb but kind of cool and stuff. That is the purest form of review when it's peers that you trust or kind of just know they're not idiots maybe if you might not necessarily trust their opinions and they are giving you their full honest just like this is what's cool about it. They don't care about, well, it doesn't go at 60 frames per second and it's not in full true HD or whatever. They're like, no, it's fucking stupid, dude. Like, this part happens and then giant, like, monsters and explosions. It's fucking dumb. You gotta play it. Yeah. That is the purest form of review. And that's what a lot of these gaming sites don't do. They focus on stuff that is more consumer friendly where anybody can kind of read it and get an idea of what they're getting into. But that isn't usually what I look for games for. Like, I don't look at them as these, what like, academic experiences anymore or these storyline-driven narratives. I'm looking for, like, oh, no, it's fucking dumb. Like, this is so fucking stupid. You have to try it. Right. Yeah. I guess I'm just thinking of, like, reviews in general. Like, I, there's no, like, one movie review person I look to either. It's just, like, review aggregates. And even then, that doesn't necessarily inform whether or not I'll see it. It's more like I've kind of already decided what I'm going to see. So it's just mm-hmm. like, I'm interested in this. I'm going to go see it. And then after I've seen it, I might kind of look to see what the like what other opinions expressed are to see yeah. kind of where they're at. And it's just like, oh, sure. I totally agree, disagree with this guy. <laughs> this guy sucks. Hmm. How out to lunch is right. that opinion? And it's just like, oh, okay, this guy so, here knows So out to lunch, bro? Yeah, jeez. Sam Moon is garbage. Like, you didn't even watch it, Peter Ryan. And actually, you know what? We were talking a little bit about this, but what Steam does for, like, the public reviews? Yeah. That's probably the best way to do, like, a written review sort of thing. Like, to kind of capture some of that in a more organic kind of way of just... It's essentially just, like... It's essentially just tweets about the game. Sure. Like, people just just giving, like, a random opinion. Yeah. Like, a large mass judging a thing. And, like, honestly, I haven't written any. Like, I haven't written any Steam reviews. Like, I don't, right. I don't feel especially compelled to either. Like, it's just... No. It's weird. Yeah, it's like, even seeing movies and stuff, it's like, well, Oculus and Raid 2 are pretty recent movies. Like, should I write about them? It's just like, I don't know. Like, whatever. I'll just talk about them here. Like, yeah. it's it maybe lazy, but I don't know if I need my words written in print. Like, I don't know if I have, like, definitive thoughts on it or anyone possibly could. So... 
I, yeah. Okay, like this game right here. It's called The Last Federation. Yeah. I know literally nothing about it. One of the reviews on here, okay, 6.9 hours on record. Mm-hmm. You can pay someone to put rockets on a moon and smash it onto someone 10 out of 10 would play again. That's like, all that they says, say? Yeah, like that's their review. But like stuff, stupid stuff like that is like, okay, so this might have some interesting stuff in it. But then you see this other person say like, oh, it's this and this and this and, like, this huge review, and then you realize, oh, it's maybe not in what I'm into, but it has a cool part in it, at least, so maybe I'll YouTube that right. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this guy has I do got like 11 to see hours cool on parts. record, and he doesn't mm-hmm. like it, but this other guy has got 26 hours on record, and he likes it, so I don't know. Or, like, this guy, 1.2 hours on re- not recommended. I would... I want to like this game. Concept really appeals to me. However, end result of this game is just dull. It's boring. So, that guy says it's a boring game. Hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah. I don't know anything about this game at all. So, it's I like couldn't a space tell you one way or another. Game, so, I don't think I should play it. So, it's a boring game. Got it. Yep. But it has a one part that could be kind of cool. If you play, like, six point whatever hours, maybe. And this guy's posting a link to his YouTube review. I don't know about that. But, okay. If that was Giant Bomb, he would be banned. <laughs> because Giant Bomb does not let you post Your outside of their community. Content, yeah, it's not okay. No. That's kind of weird, right? Considering they're a site, the only reason they're around is because people love them. Like the, commu- like the community site kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Especially, it's super weird listening to, like, the, like, I was listening again to, like, the Inception, like, six years ago, the first Bombcasts. And, yeah, the point where they launch the site, like, they're just super thrilled that people are filling in pages and that there's a community forming and all this stuff. And then, yeah, to have, like, no, our mods won't allow this content. It's not allowed. Self-promotion. You're just like, okay, I thought it was relevant. Like, what? Like, this guy is basically doing the same thing, except it's a giant bomb fan cast. Like, what is that? But that's okay. Yeah. Like I see them updating Wait, like what? their new episodes and stuff in the forums. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So if we like did a fan podcast, we could tweet them. It maybe like, what they you... they do retweet kind of more like direct bomb community kind of stuff. But yeah, what would you even say in a regular podcast? This is like, did you see that review this week? Yeah. I don't know cool. if it's, like, even about the site. That's kind of the thing. Oh. Like it probably isn't, right? Like, it's just <clears throat> their own video game well, podcast. Well, if people are wanting to listen to it, it better not be, because that would be boring as fuck. Yeah. I don't know. Beefing. Not like this. Da-da-da. Yeah, this is really entertaining. Uh, is there <clears throat> another voicemail? No, that's it. So, thank you, thanks you, everybody. Wah. The cold is getting to my brain. Thank you, everybody who sent stuff in. If you wanted to do the same, this is how you do it. Got a question or comment for the show? You can email us at podcast at pixelresponse.com or leave a voicemail using the voicemail feature on the right side of the main page. On Twitter, you can reach Nathan at Krasnor and Paul at Exposure. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash thepixelresponse and visit pixelresponse.com for more. We did it, you guys. 
another sure podcast did. done. Um, was that last mm-hmm. one also kind of an encouragement to write text reviews? Like, did that sound like maybe that was what was <clears> being said? No, I okay. don't think so. Okay. Just wondering. Why are you feeling self-conscious about it? Yeah, it's like, should I review South Park now? Just be like, hey, no. I know it's been out for a while, but... No, at this point, there's no way. Okay. Because... Chrono Trigger, there's no... I should review that, though. See, stuff like that is okay. There is, It is okay to like review stuff when it kind of has a niche following sort of thing. Like, it's not maybe the indie scene sort of thing, where... It kind of spreads the word a little bit, but when it's a huge title and it's like month or two after, it's too late. Nobody cares what you have to say about it because it's like done, right? Like we've been here. We read what IGN said about it. So unless you are the first person on the internet to have that exclusive, nobody cares. Yeah, I guess so. So And for to that... do that, you would have to break date. You would have to post it before the embargo is up, and then you would never get a game from them again. And maybe legal ramification, depending? I guess so. Like, that just seems like one of those things where it's like, at some point, wouldn't it make more sense to get the hits than care if you get a free $60 thing? Not if there's not if there are sponsors on your site, like for IGN and stuff. Yeah. Don't want to yeah. poison the well. And that's why, yeah, they're two, they're two in bed. All but, time. I mean, for us... We're not in bed with anybody. In fact, we are wide awake. It is 2 o'clock in the morning, our time. We're not in bed. That's why you should listen to every goddamn word we say. Yeah, because it's truth. That's right. We made our bed, but we're not going to lie in it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's the new slogan. Media Matters is gone. The new slogan is, we've made our bed, not going to lie in it. The pixel response. Welcome. Where we say stuff we don't truly believe in. Or might have differing opinions on later. That happens sometimes. I don't know. Either way. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. All right. And spiel stuff, blah, blah, blah. We will see you guys next time when hopefully I'm not drunk sounding. Goodbye. like that song africa by toto is still good though right africa yeah i don't know the lyrics to that song but like when we're saying africa go get fucked or whatever we're not saying that song we're not saying that song okay what we're saying is those stupid little kids and the like sarah mclaughlin type songs like things where it's like Sarah McLaughlin songs? No, I know she I know she does the like cats and dogs that are like in dire need. Oh but I'm talking about like those type of commercials where they're trying to make you feel bad. Yeah. For like them being in that they can get fucked. It's like you got born in a country that isn't one of these countries. You're yeah, horrible. Eat shit. Eat shit. You're the Why worst I... for living there. Like I have privilege. an idea. Why don't you fucking get a job if you want a dollar a day? Okay. This this is like probably literally white privilege. Like this is that thing they oh, say. Oh, dude, totally. I know yeah, for sure. But 
at the same time, it's like I don't know. Like I know you can point at me all day and say you're white privilege, you're you're privilege, you're privilege. It's like okay, but what do you want me to do? Like, do you want me to quit and like leave? Do you want me to move over there? I don't. What what is you, the solution that would make you not nag me with web comics and your entitlement about my entitlement? Right. Well, we have it double bad because we're white. I know. We're young, and we're male. I know. We're the worst thing that has ever happened. But you know what? I have a job, bitch. Yeah, thanks for that, by the way. Yeah, no problem. Using my white privilege. (laughs) I was making sure you were getting the job and not some fucking lousy-ass African kid worker who can't even lift a piece piece of paper or pen because he's so dehydrated. What a loser. That's horrible, but... (laughs) Plan Canada just poisoned our goodwill. That's the real lesson here. Is See, people always think Canadians are nice. And because of that, we've become the most like volatile people in the world, I think. Yeah, secretly brooding underneath it all. We just want right. to like yeah, just throw something like a bottle like, of Why do you think Canadians are good at hockey? We get good at hockey and skating and stuff because when the new ice age hits, we're going to be just like, who needs vehicles? We're going to be skating everywhere and cutting people with our feet. Yep. (laughs) Now, that would actually be like the most inventive Mad Max style future. Just like ice warrior dudes. Well, it would be like a Batman and Robin thing. Remember Batman and Robin? It would be that. The hockey team from hell or whatever. Yeah. The exploding pucks. Yeah. This seems like stuff we shouldn't air. Oh, like this negativity? Fuck it, it's going in at the end. <laughs>